everybody welcome to another episode of the untitled wrestling podcast it is a very special episode this week or today even it's it's saturday i can't remember what day it is, it is. I'm, I'm, I'm still in that christmas mode where it's just like i only have like days where i eat food and days where i eat different food like, I know I'm, <laughs> going, I'm going off my tea tonight so it feels special um <laughs> yeah it's our end of the year extravaganza uh, so not only are we giving you the results of our very exciting and possibly controversial end of the year polls uh, we're also going to give you our top 10 match of the year we've got everybody here i've got jay i've got ryan i've got aaron i've got troy the gang's all here i've never this this the last time there was this many white guys uh with you troy obviously uh in one place they were storming a capitol building so yeah <laughs> oh about it. is that not pretty much to the day yeah, that was yesterday, yeah, two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so tr- I'll throw to you, Troy, first. You're going to run us through the possibly surprising results of our end-of-year awards poll, and we'll, give, we'll go at the awards, and then we'll get straight into match of the year. Fucking hell, yeah. So <laughs> uh, there were nine categories this year, <clears throat> um, and there were how many votes? We had f- uh, 59 responses in total. So, wow. Um, monstrous response uh at least half of those were aaron or the bots that he paid um <laughs> so without further ado we'll get into it um the indie wrestler of the year category um up for nomination were leon slater blake christian jordan oliver tate mayfairs tony deppin cole radrick dan maloney dean allmark rpd effie spike trevay matt cardona and santana jackson I can announce that in third place uh, with 13.8% of the votes was Santana Jackson. In second... <laughs> in I'm second... I'm gonna be, I don't know who that is. Yeah, Michael, right some Michael Jackson, like j- just Michael Jackson impersonator <laughs> that wrestles. I, I thought the picture on the thing was just Michael Jackson. Yeah. Fucking hell, these twirls are the... on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he the guy that does the, the hee-hee-tee? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, oh, God. Uh, in second place is your Sovereign Lord, Spike Trevay, with 15.5%. And in first, with an overwhelming 36.2% of the votes, is the Deathmatch King, Matt Cardona. Oh. I mean, that's justified. I mean, he is, is the only, he is the only wrestler who told all of us to fuck off this year. So, you yeah. know. <laughs> He's the king. He's the, well, Tony Deppin did as well. Yeah, he just like spat at Troy and tried to give him herpes. Tony, Tony definitely <laughs> tried to give me pink eye, but the less said about that, the better. <clears throat> Tony, if you're listening, I love you, mate. Um, next award is the Unsung Hero Award. Um, so this was so. Can someone explain the Unsung Hero Award for? I, I probably can't do it justice. What, what's the Unsung Hero like Award? Someone who does puts the work in but doesn't maybe get all the recognition. Like they're not like challenging. They're not in the main event. They're not challenging the top belts. But like if they weren't there, you'd probably like all oh, the shows a bit worse because they're not on yeah. it. Okay, perfect summary. Um, so we had uh, a fair few in this category as well. We had Sheamus, uh, Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn, Speedball Mike Bailey, Ricky Starks, Eddie Kingston, Trent Beretta, Jordan Oliver, Dolph Ziggler, and Mandy Rose. <laughs> Um, this was pretty close, actually. Um, so, in third place, with 15.3% of the votes, is Seamus. Uh, in second place, with 16.9% of the votes, uh, is Sami Zayn. And the winner, by a fair amount, with 25.4% of the votes, is Dolph Ziggler. Oh. <laughs> 
This, this, this is an absolute fix. I'm nay having it. I, I think, to be fair, we've put it to Twitter. It's not just Twitter. It's not just Twitter. Bear, bear in I, mind, this is this is all Twitter post Elon Musk takeover as well. So I don't think any yeah. have any, <laughs> any credibility whatsoever. I, I mean, <clears throat> to be fair, I I know that I voted for Aaron's Aaron's categories on at least one or two of the things. Mm. Okay, but I wow. told them what I voted for. It wasn't. Don't that. have a look at me. I voted. I think twice to get both my people in, and that was it. Twice. You only allowed one vote, pal. Ah well, no, 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 no. Like three times, not like that's not what it says. <laughs> oh, oh, the wait thing there, is, wait there. it's all coming out. In the it is so now. right. Okay, you can genuinely right. just hit back. Oh, no, I, I know you can, but the idea is you keep it fair and vote once. Thanks. Yeah, you've got to come back. Shut the fuck up. Let's move oh, on. Feud it, of the year. <laughs> Feud <laughs> of the year. Uh, so we've got CM Punk against MJF. The Elite versus Death Triangle. FTR versus the Briscoes, Christian versus Jungle Boy, Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho, Braun Strowman versus Flippy Flippers, CM Punk versus the AEW Locker Room, Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins, uh, Kenny Omega versus Axel Steele, and Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega. <clears throat> um, so, oh, this this is again another real close one. Um, in third place. Uh, with 20.3% of the votes uh, is FTR and the Briscoes. Uh, in second place with 22% uh, of the votes is Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. And with 27.1% of the votes in first place is Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega. Everyone wow. loves our Twitter beef, don't they? <laughs> nothing for nothing for punk MJF. Punk really fucked ah, his legacy punk, that hard. There, there, were votes, there were votes for other stuff, but obviously in comparison, yeah, they were that's, that's just minimal a shock percent. to me. That I thought Punk could walk that. Uh, punk and MJF uh, got sixteen point nine percent. What did um, what did CM Punk versus Nick Jackson's face get? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one point seven percent. Eddie Kingston, Chris Jericho, one point seven. Kenny and Axel. Uh, 10.2. Uh, we move on to oh, the prestigious, I mean, they're all prestigious, but match of the year. Um, Which is legally distinct from the match of the year we're about to do. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, in here, <laughs> this was, again, like, pretty. they're all pretty close, to be fair. Uh, FTR versus the Briscoes 3 from Final Battle. FTR versus the Briscoes 1 from Supercard of Honor. Anarchy in the Arena. Kung Fu Janela versus Joey Janela. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dog killer. <laughs> Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins uh, from Hell in a Cell. <clears throat> Sheamus versus Gunther, Clash at the Castle. FTR versus Aussie Open from New Japan Royal Quest. Kara Noir versus Spike Gervais from Progress Super Strong Style. Um, JWN, is that John Wayne Murdoch? Yeah, John Wayne Murdoch uh, against uh, Alex Colon one uh, from GCW Die for This, and Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville from WrestleMania. Uh, oh, Christ alive! Right, that's first, that's second. <laughs> Come on, Ryan, we can do. <laughs> oh man, alive! That's 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 I, real close. I'd like to clarify: I did vote for Kung Fu Janela versus Joey Janela. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Right, this. Bloody hell. Uh, so, 
that the general public have voted. Uh, and I will give an honourable mention here to fourth place because fourth place was a tie. Uh, both with 10.2% of the votes. And that was Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville from Mania and FTR versus the Briscoes 3 from Final Battle. <laughs> however, completely different match. <laughs> however, in joint third place with 11.9% of the votes is John Wayne Murdoch versus Alex Colon from GCW Die For This and Cara Noir versus Spike Trevay from Super Strong Style. In second place with 16.9% of the votes, is Kung Fu Janela versus Joey oh, Janela. Oh, <laughs> which means in first place with 20.3% of the votes is Seamus versus Gunther from Clash at the Castle. Next, uh, breakout star of the year. Uh, in this category, we've got Bron Breaker, Jordan Oliver, Wheeler Yuta, uh, Konsuke Takeshita, Daniel Garcia, Sola Sokoa, Nick Wayne, and Grayson Waller. Jesus mm. So in oh Christ, he's ran away with it here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in in third place with nineteen point three percent of the votes, uh, it's Konsuke Takeshita. In second place with twenty one point one percent of the votes is Solo Sokoa, and right out in front with thirty one point six percent of the votes is Australia's biggest dickhead. It's Grayson Waller. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's, that's, that's just upsetting. <laughs> Is our audience on Twitter just like over 50s? <laughs> I, I think this could be like the NXT podcast audience. <laughs> I mean, we're doing something right on there. <laughs> <laughs> we must be. They, they've, 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 just see, they've just seen like Aaron, like what they think Aaron's picks are and go, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Not even watching NXT. <laughs> we yeah. move ev- on. Ev- everyone who voted on this has no idea who Grayson Waller is. They just picked him because Aaron says talks is a talks about him a lot, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, we move on to best pay-per-view of the year. Uh, in this category, we've got WWE Clash at the Castle, Ring of Honor, Super Card of Honor 15, AEW Forbidden Door, AEW Full Gear, Ring of Honor Final Battle, <clears throat> WWE SummerSlam, GCW Backyard Wrestling 4, AEW Revolution, Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor, and New Japan Pro Wrestling, Wrestle Kingdom 16. Uh, oh, God almighty. Uh, what's that? Uh, okay, so in joint third place with 11.9% of the votes uh, is WWE Clash at the Castle and New Japan Pro Wrestling, Wrestle Kingdom 16. In second place with 20.3% of the votes is AEW's Forbidden Door. Uh, oh, my fucking life. And in first place, a 25.4% is GCW Backyard yeah. Wrestling. Yeah, let's go! <laughs> yeah! Only, yes! one of those, only, one show, only one of those shows featured Vampiro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and Jesus. also the team of four drunk uncles. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't get Tony Depp walking out with a t-shirt that says butt stuff on it at Clash of the Castle, would you? <laughs> I I'm, just, right. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, no one on any of the shows came out to headstrong by trapped. That's true. Uh, also true. Right, we move on. Best tag team. Uh, in this category, we had FTR, Sunshine Machine, The Briscoes, The Acclaimed, Swerve in Our Glory, <clears throat> excuse me, Greedy Souls, The Usos, uh, Boosie, Hookhausen, and Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne. So I believe I, they're called Young, Dumb and Broke. Is that what they are? 
There you go then. Young Devon I mean, Bourne. Jordan Oliver shouted it about 900 times. Yeah, I thought, he just, I thought he had Tourette's or something. No, I don't know. It's Jordan Oliver's old group. Right. And now they split up, and it's just Jordan Oliver that uses Young Dumb and Broken. That's it. They're not called Young Dumb and They were calling them something else on New Year's Day, weren't they? Yeah, there was something else. Like set of bastards. Something, or... I don't know. Anyway, uh, in this we had... Uh, oh, 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 that's mighty close. 17.9% of the votes in third place. Uh, it's Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne. 23.2% of the votes is FTR and with 25% taking the win is the acclaimed. Yes, everybody I'll loves take that. the acclaimed. That's fair. Everybody loves the acclaimed. Uh, Hookhausen with 5.4, Boosie with 1.8, the Briscoes with 10.7, Sunshine Machine 1.8. <clears throat> uh, best female wrestler, our penultimate category. Um here we had Jamie Hayter, Willow Nightingale, Tony Storm, Bianca Belair, Jade Cargill, Mandy Rose, and Jordan Grace. Are you okay, Aaron? <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you were going to say Jordan Oliver again. I'm like, how the fuck has Jordan Oliver got into every category? <laughs> right. So, in third place with 13.6% of the votes is Bianca Belair. In second place, with 30.5% of the votes, is Jamie Hayter. And with 39% of the votes, in first place, our best female wrestler of the year is Mandy Rose. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. That's confirmed. Definitely NXT. <laughs> I'll be honest, I think that's well-deserved. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter has spoken. If we're applying the PWI metrics, then she has had the longest title reign. So, you know. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. Uh, and finally, best male wrestler of the year. In this category, Roman Reigns, Brian Danielson, uh, John Moxley, Orange Cassidy, Chris Jericho, Seth Rollins, and Dolph Ziggler. Oh. Oh. Um, so, with... Oh. Oh, hang on. Okay, that's uh, wait there. Uh, oh, cr- right. Okay, so with eight point five percent of the votes, in third place is Seth Rollins. In second place, with twenty point three percent of the votes, is John Moxley. And with thirty point five percent of the votes, in joint first place. Is Roman Reigns and Dolph fucking Ziggler? <laughs> so I think what we can what we can infer from that is the two that tie cancel each other out, and so we just give it to Moxley. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Because we can't give it to Dolph Ziggler, and I think on principle we can't give it to anyone who ties with Dolph Ziggler. So yeah, you can't so, give the you can't give unsung hero and wrestler of the year to the same person. <laughs> so well, I think and I think officially the point. I think officially we have to congratulations to John Moxley, the Untucked Wrestling Podcast, the rest of the year, twenty twenty two. Just put a, just put a star at the end of his name. Asterix. Isn't that the second year running that he's won that for us? Uh, right. So, yeah. so the, the awards okay. will not be back next year. They're gone forever now. <laughs> <laughs> Just put them in the bin. It's trash. Shut it down. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that was our awards. Thank you to to everyone that voted. I think that's probably the the most responses we've had. Um, 
it's been yeah, fantastic. Which is, which Thank is, you. I mean, half of them were Aaron's Twitter bots from like two years ago, like remobilizing. <laughs> <laughs> Just renewed the subscription. <laughs> yes, yeah, that the, 100 quid went perfectly well. Yeah. The, the AI has gotten fucking scary. <laughs> <laughs> On rampant. It's gone into business for itself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Tasty. Right. What are we doing? Well, it's time for our match of the year list. So, uh, if you remember our halfway through match of the year, where Aaron had to eat cold KFC, we had a good time. Um, <laughs> so, what we're going to do, we're going to do the same format. So, we're all going to still gonna angry run, about it. We're all going <laughs> to run through our top. Five, we're going to run through honorable mentions real quick. Literally, just talk, just mention them. Don't talk about them. If you start talking about them, we'll just all talk over you and tell you to shut the fuck up. Um, so, we'll run through our honorable mentions. I've got ten, but I'm going to rattle them off like super fast, and then we'll get to our top ten. So, we'll take it in turns. So, we'll go. From where I'm on the screen, I'm in the middle, so I'll go me, Jay, Troy, Aaron, Ryan, and we'll go in, in a round. Uh, when someone lists a match, if you've got it in your top 10, just throw your hand up and say, I've got this higher in my list. Uh, we'll, we'll park it and we'll talk about it when no one else, when it's the highest match on anyone's list, we'll talk about it, basically. Sounds uh, good. So, so we're not repeating ourselves and everyone can, and we'll try and keep it like, brief, but like Aaron said, we're not going play by play here. We're just going to say why we liked it. Yeah. Cool. If you start talking about specific spots, I'm going to tell you to fuck, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, right, so I'll start first with my honorable mentions then. Um, so I've got Brian Donaldson versus John Moxley from Revolution 2022. Uh, Hangman Page versus Brian Donaldson, Dynamite 5th of January. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara for the TNT title ladder match. I just had to put this in as a reminder that Cody Rhodes did this match this year because it seems... <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. was that this year? <laughs> That's mad. Um, it, was like, it was like the first Dynamite of the year. Uh, beach break it was uh, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa in the cage match uh, St. Patrick's Day Slam uh, Elite versus Death Triangle Force Can't Anywhere New Year's Smash Brian Danielson versus Claudio Castagnoli versus Chris Jericho versus Sammy Guevara at AEW Full Gear Tony Storm v Britt Baker v Jamie Hayter v Hikaru Shida at All Out uh, The Acclaimed versus Swerve Not Glory 1 the one they didn't win uh, Eddie Kingston versus John Akiyama from the Full Gear pre-show and Action Andretti versus Chris Jericho from AEW Dynamite Winter is Coming Nice. And I'm aware they're all AW matches, but my micro list has more variety. <laughs> <laughs> Jay. Okay. Uh, this this is gonna be controversial. Uh FTR versus Aussie Open. Um Rina Yamashita versus Soya Rec. Uh Kan Takeshita versus Lee Moriarty. Progress to Super Mob Smash 12. Uh Sunshine Machine versus 0121 versus Smoking Aces in a ladder match at Super Strong Style. Oh. Uh, Chris Ridgeway versus Charlie Dempsey at Super Strong Style. Karen Noir versus Spike Trevay in a last man standing match. At, uh, not last man standing, I quit match at Super Strong Style. Everything, See, you said, everything, everything you've said here, Troy's had a facial expression for. <laughs> Most of this was in my top 10 for, for that first half of the year. That's the thing. But like, so much has like, happened in the second half. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Ricky Starks versus MJF from Winter is Coming. John Moxley versus Wheelie Utah from Rampage, Danielson versus Hangman, and Jordan Oliver versus Tony Deppen from, I can't remember the name of the GCW show a couple of weeks ago. Nice. Okay, Troy. Uh, right, <clears throat> from the 2nd of December, uh, episode of SmackDown, Ricochet against Santos Escobar. Uh, 19th of June, Will Ospreay against Nick Wayne, GCW, I Never Liked You. Uh, 19th of December, Shingo Takagi against Taichi uh, from the JTO 50th anniversary show. Uh, last man standing lumberjack match. Uh, that's from the King of Pro Wrestling Championship, I think. Um, 15th of October, El Hio del Vikingo uh, against Phoenix at AAA Mania. 
Uh, and the 21st of August, um, Ricky Knight Jr. against Will Ospreay from Rev Pro 10th anniversary. Lovely. Uh, Aaron, your honourable mentions, mate? Uh, I've only got one because most of mine are in the first half of the year. I didn't watch as much wrestling the second half. So um, just Osprey versus Okada. It was in my top 10 the first half of the year, but it's not. There's probably others that I've missed from my first was half of the year. Was that the G1 final? The G1 uh, from Wrestle well, Kingdom? both Wrestle Kingdom and the G1, but the one I had was Wrestle Kingdom. So. Right, Fair. Okay. Fair. Uh, Ryan? Well, as you know, I don't actually have a list like at all. So I'll just give one on mention from the start of the year was... Uh, what do you mean was, you don't have a list? What are you how, doing how are, here? How are you not prepared? <laughs> I don't have a list. <laughs> I'm just going off a thing. Anyway, uh, I'll give one on, on mention. Uh, I'll go Minoru Suzuki versus Chris Dickinson at Bloodsport. Nice. Hey! Nice. Oh, aye, aye. Suzuki and Effie is an oh. honorable mention too. There you go. Yeah, in which case... Well, I was in my top ten. I'll put, oh, so, yeah. I'll put Mox and... Um, Fucking salad fingers from Bloodsport on there as well. Then <laughs> yeah. that was a good match. That was yeah. a good match. I showed my mum that, and she liked it. And that's how good it was. I think my top ten from the first half of the year mainly consists of the collective from WrestleMania weekend. It was a fucking cracking weekend, to be fair. Yeah. Right, right, uh, right. We'll start off then. So, Ryan, do you are you just gonna do you want us to not include you in the top ten? Are you just gonna chime in with them? You've got something to say? I've got one match in my top ten. So we'll just come to you for the for the final one. Can you not have a top ten? I've got a feel, couple in my head. Feel free to jump in any time. We'll, 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 we'll go around the four of us, and if you want to chime in, just come in, basically. Yeah. Uh, right, so I'll start with my number 10 match. Um, it's a match I, I watched very recently. It's going to make a couple of you real happy. I've gone for Drunk Uncles versus Team Yo-Yo from Backyard Wrestling 4. Yeah, uh, just, just, Any Any <laughs> match that starts with Tony Deppen. Alex Colon, One Night Manders, and um, Raddy Daddy coming out yeah. to Real American, and then Cole Radrick screaming fuck Hulk Hogan into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, it's off to a good start. Uh, I couldn't put it any higher because I actually missed the finish, so I went to get a drink, and there was like, I wanted to get a drink, and all eight men were still in the match, and I came back, and the match was over. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. The, the, the match- this is the best part as well. The match went. The match went about what twenty, twenty-five minutes. Yeah, and all and the elim- everyone all, so, was still so this, in. This was an eight-man Survivor Series match, and all eight, all seven eliminations happened in the last ninety seconds. Fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was really good fun. Um, yeah, it was. I think backyard wrestling. It kind of it kind of the, the whole pay. You kind of towed the line quite well between the nonsense and good wrestling. And I think this match hit it. Like this match had the best balance of mad shit and actual good wrestling as well. So yeah, yeah I really enjoyed it. I love how I just talked with confidence about that because I knew no one else had it on the list. Yeah, uh, that that is why backyard wrestling is our show of the year, very yep. well, second show of the year. Your show of the year. Uh, yeah. Right, Jay, you're number ten, mate. Uh, Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus in a cage match from Full Gear. Yeah, man. I take thought, it away. I, I thought Ryan would have put that. Is has anyone got that? Good match. I thought I was. I thought Ryan would have would have had that because I remember you enjoying it when we were talking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was kind of like um, just kind of go behind the scenes a bit. Luchasaurus's favorite match ever is Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker in Hell in a Cell. So, this was kind of like a love letter to this. There was loads of spots that kind of like caught back to that match. It was, but obviously, like with a bit more of like a modern spin on it. Um, it was just a really, really fun match. And it, it kind of lived up to the comparisons between the other match as well. Yeah, I agree. It. I, it was yeah. it was a, it was 
in many ways a really restrained cage match, but at the same time, they, they, they when the big spots came out, they really landed. Pun intended. Yeah. Jungle Boy landed the the camera work shows. in it as well was fucking unreal. Like, mm. there was the bit where uh, Jungle Boy's face got pushed into the cage and the blood was like pouring over the like chain link. And he had like the close up on it. It was like, oh, that was just masterfully shot. And that was an opening match on the card as well. It was, yeah, oof, oof. it was. <laughs> yeah, good shout. Uh, Troy? Um, my number 10 is from the 2nd of April uh, this year. Becky Lynch against Bianca Belair from WrestleMania 38. Um, and then given everything that happened at SummerSlam the year before, where it was a squash uh, in like within 20 seconds, um, and Belair being really hard done by there. I think this was a really good use of callbacks to that match, showing how much that Belair had kind of like um, learned to outsmart uh, Becky Lynch at kind of every opportunity. It was really good back and forth. Um, just some really cool creative spots. Like I won't go, you've, you've said not to go into spots too much, so I won't drag you down with that. You, you um, can say spots, just don't do a play-by-play. That's all I ask. <laughs> um, there was a bit where Belair reversed a back body drop with a handstand near the ropes, and then she lands on her feet, lifts Becky Lynch up, and hits her into like a delayed super, uh, vertical suplex. That bit was super smooth. It was really, really cool. Um, every time, like, there, there was a bit where she went for the kiss of death, and I think uh, Lynch, like, grabbed the ponytail and sort of countered it with that. Um and then even when Becky Lynch went for the, the manhandle slam as well, which is what lost Belair the title the year before, um, outsmarted again, accounted for that. And just to like really show like a good kind of development of like, you know, knowing what was coming up in that match, knowing what happened before, having an answer for every single move. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. I think it was also probably the best. Was it that night one of Mania? Uh, yeah, I think so. I remember, I remember whatever night it was on, it was like the best, technically the best match on, on the on that night as well, like in terms mm. of in-ring action, I think, because, yeah, some of them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Bianca did a lot of that match with one eye as well, because her eyes swollen shut like quite early on. Aye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aye, literally. Aye. Uh, right, Aaron? Yeah, Irish woman hit with a potato. You're number 10, mate. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to hear this a lot, but we're going to GCW. Oh, we are, pal. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to Planet Death. Uh, we're going to a match that I forgot to mention on the first half of the year. Totally forgot about it. Um, Shane Mercer versus Neil Diamond Cutter in a Light Tubes Bundles Death match. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking match. go, son. Really yeah. yeah. <laughs> I fucking love this match. Oh, it's just it's a good death match, solid. You've got Shane Mercer in there and a man called Neil Diamond Cutter. Uh, there's one <laughs> and, major spot and, and a sing along to Sweet Caroline. Yep. <laughs> uh, the, it's a very good death match, but there's one solid spot where there's a, a moonsault and battery, which is Shane Mercer's finisher, which is like a fallaway slam, but a moonsault whilst mm. he's doing it. Yeah. It's fucking ace. He does it off a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Onto a load of light tubes. Onto a load of yeah. light tubes. Great fun. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Uh, Ryan, have you got anything or are you going to hold on? Um, Okay, I'll just give you one. Uh, let's see. What can I go? Let's let's go to AEW then. Since no watch it very much. Uh, we're, we're not. Watch someone just shout at him right now. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, okay. Chris Jericho versus... Uh, Brian Danielson versus Claudio versus Sammy Guevara at Full Gear this year for the ROH World Championship. Really good match. Can't remember much of it, but I remember enjoying it. 
I remember being a match I had like zero hype for, and I thought this is going to be a fucking yeah. disaster because yeah. Jericho. And then it was like amazing. It was like, it was oh, fuck. incredible. <laughs> yeah. 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 It really goes match. to show that when you put like some guys who are really have really good chemistry in the ring together, then just let them go for it. They'll just figure it out. And it'll there, there was no slow bits in that field for it. Yeah. No, because so many of my matches, there's like yeah. two guys having like a breather on the outside and like two other guys fighting. But this was like a constant motion of everyone. It was yeah. it was it was really good. I mean, obviously, did, Daniel, Danielson and Claudio, the work rate guys, aren't they? So they're all over the place. But yeah, they did um, like multi man spots in that match really well. So yeah. like kind of keep everyone involved. It was really good. Really yeah. good match. And they had the whole like Claudio and Danielson being on the same team but fighting against each other and then Jericho and Sammy did the same yeah. thing. And it was like, yeah, it was it was great. Lovely. Uh right, keeping with Chris Jericho, um, because it's, you know, like you said, it's just been January sixth, it'd be really not to talk about it. Number nine. Uh, right, number nine is Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho from AW Revolution twenty twenty two. Now the match was really good fun and I enjoyed it, but I want to talk for my my thirty seconds about the, just the promo that led into this match, which is still my favorite promo of twenty twenty two. One of my favorite promos now of all time. It's the one where Jericho comes out with the security guards and Eddie's like, "Why do I even have to be here? I don't want to do this. This is pointless. Get Willow Nightingale out. Let her wrestle." And then Eddie just gets progressively angrier as Jericho like basically just goes through, tries to get his shit in on the mic, and Eddie's just not having any of it. And it ends with Eddie like screaming in his face, like, "Give me the Chris Jericho that went to New Japan. Don't give me the fucking Mimosa guy." Give me the one that fucking Triple H hated. Uh, otherwise, I'm gonna fucking wreck you. <laughs> and it's it's so good. It's like it's it's Eddie Kingston. It is like sort of smirking, dangerous best on the mic. Uh, and Jericho he's just plays. a working man's man, ain't he? Yeah, and he's, and he's the perfect guy. To, he's the perfect guy to go up against Jericho because Jericho is this like you know Renaissance man who reinvents himself every six months to keep himself relevant, and he always changes his gimmick and he always changes his persona. And Eddie's like, well, you're you're a fake motherfucker, and I'm me forever. So you know. Yeah, it was it was and the match itself was really and Eddie Eddie won. He, he tapped Jericho out, which you, you you almost never see, which is which is yeah. Great. Mm, yeah. yeah, that was a banging match. Um my next one is one that we were all in attendance for. And that is um Alex Cologne versus Drew Parker from night two of TNT and GCW. Yes, boy. No one gonna have it. I wish awesome. I could put in my honorable mentions now because that... Um, Blank to my mind. Yeah, th- this was probably the best death match I've ever seen in person. It was fucking insane. Um, there was a bit where Drew Parker threw himself off a balcony. Um, he threw darts at Eddie, uh, at Eddie Kingston. At oh, Alex the darts. Yeah, that was oh, rough. The, um, darts. <laughs> oh. the finish saw him like just jumping off the ladder. Two of the best death match wrestlers in the world. Having what is unsurprisingly one of the best death matches death matches you will ever see. Um, I, I remember for a large part of this match, like having to hold Aaron up. I don't know if that's because he was hammered or because he was going weak at <laughs> the knees or a bit of both. It was oh, both. See as, um, as, see as soon as those darts came out, I was like, oh, that's it. Life's complete. I get yeah, to see on, the darts on, in person. On a personal note as well, like Drew Parker's someone who he's been announced for a couple of shows I've been at and always like either like had to pull out or been injured so to finally get to see him wrestle was like so fucking cool for me because he's awesome um but fun yeah fact, th- this was fun fact i danced with him on our nightclub floor you did like, uh, <laughs> Parker, yeah it was yeah. infusion he, wasn't it did he throw darts at you no surprisingly no. not <laughs> should have next um, year maybe next year next year 
but yeah, it was it was awesome. It was just a great weekend in general. Um, but that and that was my match of the weekend. So I thought I should probably put it in the top ten. Yeah, fair. Uh, Troy, you're number nine. Um, my number nine is from fuck fifth of November. Where was that? Roman Reigns and Logan Paul was it Crown Jewel or yeah, yeah, it was Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel. Um, this match had was better than I think it had any right to be really. Um, Logan Paul surprised a lot of people. Like obviously it had matches before uh, and impressed, but this was fantastic. I really really enjoyed it. Like the moment that keeps standing out for me from this match is just that still where. You've got Logan Paul coming off the rope and Reigns going up for I think it's a Superman puncher and it just looks like a fucking no, Dragon Ball. Ball. It looks like yeah. a Dragon Ball Z still. It's nuts. Um, but yeah, it was just it, it was just an impressive performance again from Logan Paul and I think we've had it for the last couple of years, like since Roman's been champion. It's like any match he has, it's like he's not dropping it. He's not dropping it. And whilst ultimately we all knew he wasn't going to drop it, they really did make you feel at some points that he might just beat him. It was never going to happen, but it did a good job of making you think, mm, mm, maybe. Um, yeah, it was really, really good. I, I enjoyed it massively. And this is someone that despises Logan Paul, um, but this was a really fun match. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, fair. Um, Aaron? Uh, I hope we've got a klaxon for every time I say GCW. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to drop one in now, aren't I? <laughs> uh, uh, I have one that... Troy put as an honourable mention. Uh, GC Dub, I never liked you. Will Ospreay versus Nick Wayne, the main event. Yeah. Uh, I missed it when it actually happened, so I had to watch it like two days ago. It was the one match I was like, I'm going to go watch it, I'm going to watch it. I kept forgetting about it and then realising, oh, fuck, I've not watched it yet. Uh, I watched it yesterday and fuck me, is it a banger. Uh, Will Ospreay is fantastic at what he does. Nick Wayne, he's the young prodigy that is fantastic at what he does. Can't go wrong with it. Uh, there's so many close counts where Nick Wayne could win the match against Will Ospreay, but ultimately, same as Ro- Roman Reigns and Logan Paul, you knew it was never going to happen, but the crowd were invested, which make you invested. There you go. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I, I now want to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, do. It's superb. It, it was a match I was wanting to go back to watch, and I just completely, as you said, you forgot about it. I completely forgot about it because it was like, those are the stuff that I was like, I, I really want to watch that because I want to like try and get it on the list. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll probably be watching that this afternoon. Uh, anything, Ryan? No, move on. I okay. Got, I do have some matches. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, no, no worries. Just, just, just jumping out. Just jumping out. Just jumping out. Just jumping out. Just jumping We've got plenty to talk about. It's all right. Uh, right. For my number eight, I'm also going to keep a GC dub. Uh, again, that's a match we were all in attendance for. This was the GC. I think this was actually the, the GCW show, the, the, the middle day. <coughs> it was Cole Radrick versus Joe Lando versus Leon Slater versus Tony Deppen. Oh, um, yeah. The four way match. The, the, I think it was for Cole's title, was it? Yeah, yes. um, yeah. this oh, was yes, just yes. flippy boy nonsense. I just love this for multiple reasons. One, because it was the first time I got to see Tony Depp and wrestle in person, which was really good fun because he was just repeatedly trying to spit in Troy's mouth. Um, <laughs> Tosser. <laughs> also, that bit where Leon Slater jumped over the turnbuckle and landed like three feet in front of all of us. And then on the wide shot on Fight TV, you can just see Ryan losing his fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which was really good fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like never, these four guys is never going to be a bad match. When Tony Deppen's like the fucking technical wrestler anchor guy, you know it's a, you know it's a flippy boy time. <laughs> yeah, 
From what I remember, I enjoyed that match very, very well. I'm surprised you remember fucking anything from that weekend. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Absolute Uh, animal. <laughs> yeah, so night that, that, two was the day we were all the most sober, to be fair. Yeah, night two was the day mm. after night one when we all got hammered. So I think as, were... as soon as I got hanging at Mars, I started drinking again. So <laughs> I didn't see you at any point that weekend without a beer in your hand. <laughs> at, at least one beer. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that, that was that was my favourite match from the from the three shows. Um, and that's that's why I put it on here. So nice. yeah. uh, Jay. Um I, I know for a fact someone's gonna have this tire Gunther versus Seamus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll park that. <laughs> uh, moving on, then, Troy, you're on a breath. Uh, this is from SummerSlam on the 30th of July. Uh, it's Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar, last man standing. Is um, this the tractor one? Yes, yeah. it is the tractor one, specifically <laughs> for the tractor spot. Probably their, their best match. <laughs> it, yeah, I think, I, personally, I think it was their best match. Um, it was just silly fun. I know no one was in, like, not into it, but the announcement of this was met with understandably a lot of groans like ah oh, great again another one um i mean they've but... gone to the well so many times and they were finding lost children down there uh, then, <laughs> then, <found> that... <laughs> with that said they do it because it still brings people going it's oh, still a money match it. like it's still yeah, a money it may match, not be yeah. what any of us want to see but it it's still a money match the casuals. That's, that's why they're doing it exactly <laughs> um this was this was like super fun though um it just had it's a last man standing match. There's obviously no DQ, just silly bollocks all the time. Like Brock coming in on the tractor was hilarious. <clears throat> Brock standing on top of the tractor when he got announced was hilarious. Um, lifting up like, the I ring. Just like, I just like Brock for like three months this year. I was like, I'm just going to go full farmer. Yeah, full, full <laughs> farmer. Play farming simulator just once, <laughs> just once. <laughs> um, yeah, this this was just fucking wild. Like absolutely nuts. Um, silly bollocks fun um, yeah I enjoyed it a lot my only thing with that match is the finish because they didn't do the finish properly because they were just piling shit on Brock and the yeah. referee was still counting and said like, you need to stop the counting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I agree still a good match though. yeah yeah uh, Aaron you want to break please mate uh, my number eight is AEW. Oh, not GCW. Ooh, not hell. GCW. I think you misspoke there, mate. Yeah. I put the clacks in the way. Hang on. <laughs> Troy's already set it off very preemptively. Uh... <laughs> uh, mine is going to be the trios tournament semi final match on the 31st of August between the Elite and United Empire. Yeah, this is a match I totally forgot about until you just said it, and it was, yeah. Oh, uh, obviously, Kenny and Osprey have had their beef on Twitter for so long already, and then proceeds. This match is the first time they're in the ring together, and oh, they just tease it and tease it and tease it constantly, as just well the as tip. just the tip. And you've constantly <laughs> got all this action around it with the young bucks in there, and Davis and Fletcher aren't like. They are not standing out as not as good. They're mm. matching the pace. They're matching the greatness of the Jacksons. The Jacksons? Who calls them the Jacksons? The, the Jackson too. <laughs> <laughs> the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks and Kenny. So it's six men that are perfectly good at what they're doing. And it's great trios action. And you've got Osprey and Omega there teasing the rivalry. Yeah, it was almost like two matches in one, this wasn't it? Because it was like the Bucks and... Um... 
Aussie Open having a, an actual tag team match, and then Kenny and Omega, like you say, doing the the sort of like edging you for like twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and that, that was... there's the big face off at the end of the match as well, like at the side of the ring, which isn't even um... on Dynamite. I think you had to go to YouTube to see it. It was oh. it was it was on a fight at the end, ah, like after the Dynamite yeah. went off the air. Um, there was also like that that bit with um where Osprey was like an assassin in a um, kung fu movie where like the books were trying to do moves on him who just landed on his feet every time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that was a bad match. Okay, Ryan, anything for you, mate? Okay, let me have a look. Hang on. Well, you've got five. Do, do one every <laughs> two. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you got, you've got such a massive list to consult from. Uh, <laughs> I've got like multiple tabs open. Hang on. Uh, do you know what? Do you know what? <laughs> For five matches. <laughs> all he's got different. fifty open. He's just trying to choose his best five now. <laughs> let's 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 go with oh, let's go with John Moxley uh, versus Effie. Can't remember what show was that. Was the one, the one where they did kissing? Yes, at Homecoming Part One. That's what it was. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I just love the story we got told about this, where um, Effie said basically John Moxie is the only person that his his partner allowed him to kiss on the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and he said he tasted like an ashtray of manliness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he also did an incredible John Moxley impression that he didn't do on our interview with him, which I'm very good about, but also feel very honoured because it was like it it was it was just it was like you that it was great. <laughs> Yeah, it was like spot on. It really was. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Right, lovely. Yeah. Uh, short and sweet. Next up then, uh, my number seven. With the seven now? Yeah. Seven. Uh, I'm going for Alexis Falcon versus Charles Crowley in a dog collar match uh, called Dane Hill. Nice. Anyone else? No? Nah. All right, so this was, this was the, the culmination of like a year-long feud of basically it was... Um, Crowley basically saying that he wanted to bring the best version of Alexa out of herself, and he's going to do that basically by demeaning her in any way possible. Uh, he referred to this match. There was a bit of um before this match took place. There was a bit of a kerfuffle on Twitter about intergender wrestling, and Crowley just to give an idea of the, how the feud was going. Crowley said that this match wouldn't be intergender wrestling; it would be animal abuse. Fucking hell! Um, early on in the match, Crowley hits. Uh, Alexa with the, the, the dog collar chain wrapped around his fist and hits her with it, uh, busts her open. And like, towards the end of the match, Alexa's got Crowley and she's she's going to wrap the chain around him and do her like Sister Abigail style finisher. Yeah. Uh, but she can't bring herself to do it because she's like too pure. So Charlie, just Crowley on his knees just spits in her face. So she turns around, wipes the spit off her face. And as she does, she gets some of her blood in her hand and she like, looks at it, like puts, uh, like tastes her own blood and then turns around and just fucking nails him and pins him. Nice. It was great. It was like it was. I, I, it, I've done a very short job of selling it. To you. It was a masterclass in like psychology uh, and everything. We got three dog collar matches this year, big high profile ones. This one, Punk and FTR Briscoes, and none of them sucked. And that was a miracle. It was great. Nice, good man. Uh, Jay? Should, we talk, should we talk about another one of those dog collar matches? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I've, I've got I've got Punk vs MJF two in mind. <laughs> Anyone else got it? Tasty, don't no. put this hand uh, up. I, I didn't Jesus. put any punk on my list. I think I think Brawl Out just spoiled punk for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're wa- we're watching all the old rumbles like before this year's and CM Punk keeps popping out. It's like ugh. <laughs> yeah. It he's it, definitely I've definitely got a bad taste in my mouth over him, but this match just purely for the 
storytelling, the whole kind of sort of laying the groundwork for where MJF is now. Um, it really, really was a fantastic job. Um, down, down to like little stuff like Punk coming out in his old Ring of Honor gear and like to sort of like solidify. Oh yeah, you get like the old violent Punk. Two AFI uh, as well. <clears throat> two AFI. Um, it was because M- the whole the whole point of this story, the feud was MGF was saying Punk's gone PG now he's not the Punk he was and it was yeah. like all right you fucking called this out man you wanted this you fucking got this you you wanted old horrible Punk you've got old horrible Punk and then it never went away <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then but that the thing the thing was which is insane like we were talking about this obviously like covering it week by week that MJF it was almost like he was golden Punk to like let his mask slip and you'd see moments of it throughout the year. Obviously, like brawl that was happened, and it was like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, like <clears throat> I think one of the one of the biggest injustices for wrestling fans is that we didn't get the culmination of this story. But if this is the culmination, it was still fucking unreal. Also, it set Wardlow off on his current direction as well, which is quite cool. And yeah. special shout out as well to the Dynamite after where Punk cut that promo backstage after this match, where he was like, where he, yeah. he stopped off and he just spat out a mouthful of blood, <laughs> which yeah. was fucking. Inc- and he was like, "Yeah, I'm starting to remember who the fuck I am." And it was like, "Oh, not like that, mate. Come on." Don't wake up feeling that shit, brother. <laughs> brother, brother, brother. <laughs> uh, Troy, then you're number seven. Also, go to Mindy's Bakery. They're not open uh, Mondays and Tuesdays. <laughs> Vegan friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mine comes from the 31st of March uh, from WrestleCon. The Mark Hitchin Memorial Show is Bandido against Speedball Mike Bailey. Damn. Yeah, I went fucking niche on some of these, mate. So this was like a slow-paced like psychological match, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Methodical, <laughs> like, slow as you... Fa- Bollocks, it was 25 <laughs> minutes of absolute breakneck speed. Just perpetual um... motion. <laughs> <laughs> I had to watch it in half speed just to catch up. Um, no, nah, this is fucking ludicrous. Um, I, I've never, not never been in. I've always preferred uh, slightly slower paced matches. Um, not to say that I don't appreciate this style of match, but I think I say this year, it's 2023 now. Last year, um, I opened my eyes a lot to, to certainly people like Mike Bailey, uh, Bandido, uh, and other really fucking quick, fast, flippy guys. Uh, but this, for me, was a, a particular standout, uh, and I've certainly gained an appreciation for that. Um, yeah, as you said, just ridiculously fast-paced, but also really stiff as well. Like, I don't think I realised quite how strong Bandido was either. Um, it's just all quads and all shoulders. Uh, he gets he gets speedball up for, like, a stalling vertical suplex and holds it up for, like, a full minute, and the crowd, nice. like, count along for a full minute. Um there's a really fun moment where one of them goes to the out, one of them's on the outside, the other one comes through, does something over the ropes, knocks them down, celebrates as he's celebrating. The other guy goes back in the ring, comes off the ropes, goes over the top, hits him with something, celebrates. The other guy goes, and they, they trade that for two, three minutes. Um, but yeah, it's it's mental. Uh, if you can seek it out anywhere, uh, go and watch it because it's proper, proper fun. Sweet. Uh, Aaron? Uh, number seven, we're now in the WWE main roster segment of Aaron's top ten. Um, I have... God. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong, Troy? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, 
number seven, we're going to WrestleMania. It's Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn in an anything goes match. I have it higher. Yeah. You have it higher. Let's go. <laughs> if I had okay. him in a list, I would have put it higher as well. <laughs> Sorry, right, Ryan's got it at number one. We'll wait. No, <laughs> no, 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 he's not got it at number not. one. I know what Ryan's number one is. Ryan's got nothing at number one because he doesn't have a fucking list. <laughs> no, no, one in my head. He had, he had one, one on his list. list. Just one. Just one. Just one. Yeah. Just one. one. <laughs> Anything for you, Ryan? I will throw in one out. Um, let's go with the Clusterfuck Battle Royal from Joey Janela's Spring Break Part 2. Was this the one at Mania Weekend? Yeah. Was this a GCW show? Yeah, it's just yeah. on Sean Ross <laughs> Yes, the Sean Ross Yes, that was the match. one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was really good yeah. fun. Yeah. Was a we watched fun. this. We watched it this introduced the me to early morning Guy Steele, and I still don't know what I think about it. <laughs> we all watched this the brood <laughs> before Mania, which was quite fun. <laughs> we did, yeah. This match lasted um, uh, 82 minutes and... How long? 49 seconds, yeah, because it was the greatest clusterfuck. How long was it? 82, 82 minutes. minutes. Fucking hell. <laughs> it was half the um, show. Yeah, but... That's, that's more wrestling than on, like, five episodes of Raw. Um, <laughs> I would just like to clarify that it's down marks because all three members of the second gear crew yeah. won that match. The, the finish is a little bit... The finish yeah. is three men won it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a clusterfuck. And one of them was Matt's. The, the, the finish was a literal clusterfuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, what's his... Jimmy Yang was in it too. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so was his daughter. He did have his daughter. He, he, he did yeah. have his party bus though. So yeah, Maven was, was in it as well. Oh, oh fucking know. hell! Jimmy Wang Yang and his daughter eliminated Josh Barnett, actual uh-huh. MMA fighter. Ray <laughs> <laughs> uh, Titus was in there as well. There you go. The Invisible Man was all. Invisible Man was in there as well. There you what, go. John Cena. <laughs> Invisible Stan was unfortunately not available. He had a, he had a book in previous um, that you couldn't. couldn't <laughs> um, I must say uh, one thing I really appreciate this in a, in, a, in a year where both of both the rumbles were kind of wank. This was yeah. a really fun motherfucker of a battle row. Yeah, yeah. And it, 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 it proved it had that like anything can happen like um, yeah, with it that the rumbles this year didn't have. Was it a battle royale or was it a royal? No, it was a royal rumble. rumble. Oh, okay, okay. The clusterfuck every year is just a royal rumble. It was an over the top, like motherfucker thing. Yeah. Which begs the question: How do you know Invisible Man was eliminated if you can't see his face? <laughs> uh, someone, I assume, threw him out. Um, oh fuck it! It's like Curtis Cut. Axel all over Red, again, isn't it? Red 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 is he still technically in the match? Yeah. Curtis Axel still technically in the Rumble from about five, six years yeah, but, ago. Yeah, but did anyone see Invisible Man's feet at the floor? That's what I'm asking. Did anyone see Lim. his feet? Commentary, <laughs> commentary were wearing their Janela Vision goggles and seen it happen and told right, us. Yeah. There you go. Aye, sure. it, didn't didn't he also do a spot where he, when he got thrown out, he landed on someone else and he bumped for it? Yeah. <laughs> they, they need yeah. to do so, one year one year with Invisible Man. Actually, they do a spot where like the lights go out and like someone blows flower at him and then he comes back on. There's a guy covered in flower in the middle of the <laughs> like fucking hollow man. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll fucking book that guy. Fucking orange, orange cast, you'll do it in a mask. Get him, get him to it. Get him down <laughs> oh, God. Right. On to number six, then. Uh, I'm going to have another Alexis Falcon match. Um, 
this is one that was on my first half of the year. I've actually moved it up because I, it's. I, I've sort of been thinking. I've, it's. I'm actually stuck in my mind for the whole year. This was Alexis Falcon versus Harley Hudson from Wrestle Island. This is the way. Uh, it's. It was it's the first match I ever saw at a wrestling show. So I don't know if it sort of sticks in my head a bit more because of that. Uh, it was a really fun match. Um, just because basically Alexis Falcon had to turn heel halfway through because the crowd was so fervently behind Holly Hudson and she sold it really well like she almost looked like she was about to cry like about three times in the match despite being on top uh, just because of like just because of the crowd reaction she was getting from beating up like Holly Hudson who's like basically if you don't know who Holly Hudson is she's like a nine stone quite muscly but very small like pixie looking girl with pink hair who's from like North Liverpool and it's hard as fucking nails um <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah it was it was Alexis Falcon beating the piss out of her and then Harley just come up taking all the punishment and then coming back and whooping her ass and winning the, the women's title which was a, an amazing moment it was like people were like on their feet cheering crying in the audience there were like women little girls crying in the audience people were happy it was nice. it was a real nice like moment to be involved in it was it was really good fun yeah um yeah, big shout out to Wrestle Island. The, yeah, the go and watch go and watch Wrestle Island. Uh, that show is actually going, they've just put that show up on YouTube for free, I think, as well. So Yeah. We're going we're going to their show in is it three weeks? Yeah, Rumble Baby. Yeah. yeah. Um my number six is the acclaimed versus Swerve and our glory one from All Out. Mm, the, the best one. one. The, the one but the one they didn't win. Yeah, yeah. The one wasn't that in someone's win. honorable mentions? Was not tasty. These honourable yeah, mentions. Also, cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this. So, Ryan, were we on a were we on a call a Zoom call for this? I, feel uh, like I think so. Probably. Yeah. And we didn't say like a word to one another after about five minutes because we were that into this match. Mm. Was this the one um, I was in the Zoom call and I was nodding away and I literally you, you fell were, asleep? You were asleep by that this point. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, fuck, you did it. And you've been that good, yeah? All day. Oh, I'd, be, I, I'd been up since like five in the morning because I was working that day, so. Yeah, this is the one where we had the message Courtney and go, you can go and get her in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, me, me and Ryan were watching it on a Zoom call. Aaron was asleep on the Zoom call. And as I say, after about five minutes, we didn't say words. We just reacted to the match. Um, yeah. The crowd were absolutely red hot for the acclaimed. And whenever a team can get, or, or a wrestler can get Keith Lee booed, you know they're fucking over. Mm. Um, yeah. And this was like kind of for me where the acclaimed really were like, okay, then they have actually arrived. Like, for me, they should have strapped them up there. They should have called yeah, them Yeah, I agree with that. Give them well, the belt there. We got extra matches out of it, which is fun. Um, oh, yeah, we did. Was, was well, this the match? Was, got a rematch. Was this the match where Bowens referred to them as Timon and Pumba? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> um, so they were going to beat their Timon and Pumba looking asses. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. Um, yeah, across the three matches, they had some fucking brilliant like nicknames for them. Obviously, Obviously, they didn't use Keenan and Cal because Ricky Starks had already beaten to it, but yeah. they did have uh, Simone and Pumba. And, um, at, one point, he... at one point, Max Cash said they looked like an 8 and 20 ounce of Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> I, 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 know, uh, I know Max Caster called Keith Lee uh, Cleveland Jr. at one point as well. Um, <laughs> 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 oh. Yeah. Um, what was better, the, the banter or the match? <laughs> oh, the match was unreal. Um, yeah, the, the match was breathless, wasn't it? It was like, the, it was... Yeah, and the story going in was that Anthony Bowens is injury-prone and he always lets Max Caster down. 
So naturally, because Swerve was an absolute piece of garbage, he went straight after Anthony Bowen's surgically repaired knee and just spent the match kicking the shit out of it. Um, there was a really good kind of like long-term tease of Swerve and our glory not being on the same page, but just because they were both that good, that's why they worked as a team. And this this came into this match as well. Um, yeah, it was it was one of those matches where when the dust settled, I was like, that was incredible. But I was, I was like genuinely gutted the acclaim didn't win. Yeah. Cool. Uh, right. Uh, mm-hmm. So my number six comes from uh, the 3rd of September. It's WWE Clash at the Castle. Uh, Sheamus and Gunther. Does anyone have that higher? You had it slightly lower though, didn't you, Jay? So we can both it, wax lyrics. It was my number this. eight. Number eight. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this was fucking ex like clash at the castle generally was was a really fun pay-per-view i think was it the first one that was like properly under triple h's control like post vince departure um it helped that it was in wales so it was on the door well on the doorstep closer than i don't know america Um, be yourself pal (laughs) (laughs) practically Um, next door yeah in comparison um yeah (laughs) i I was lucky enough to, to go to this um and it was super fun this was really cool because i remember and you'll remember as well jay uh from when we watched nxc uk and we had the walter uh, and dragonoff match and they had yeah. various people from main roster watching it and just being like oh fuck you know that's that's vicious that's rough i wouldn't want to be in that match and seamus i think was probably the only person maybe him and drew seamus drew and and claudio were all like, they were like i want to wrestling i want to wrestling that's the sort of match i want and everyone knows Seamus to be, you know, real stiff um, and just a fucking workhorse. And he's had a great day, great year this year. Um, so this was really nice to see him get that match that a couple of years ago said that he wanted. Um, and obviously there's the, the story behind it with their various factions, Brawling Brutes and Imperium. Um, but yeah, just to finally get this match, um, I, it got five, so not that... Melts is the you know the the gospel, but I think this is the first five star WWE match for a fair while, possibly, or one of very no, no. few. Yeah. Well, Cody and Seth, Cody and Seth, yeah. But for well, for two five star matches in a year for for WWE is is uh, unheard of. It's <laughs> mad. Outside of NXT, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, this was just fantastic. It was it was everything you'd expect from two guys that like to beat the piss out of people, and that's exactly what they did. Um, yeah, just so much fun. Uh, yeah, uh, Jay, have you got anything more about it? Just a good old fashioned horse fight, wasn't it? Um, yeah. it, it was. It was a bit more kind of like uh, I've, I've seen people like comparing it to like Brody and Hanson, and that was kind of what it, the vibe mm. it gave me, like an old school. Just tough big man fights. Um, thick, thick boys. They they not lumps out of each other. Seamus gave you the kind of hope that he might win, even though we knew he wouldn't. Which again, as we've kind of like elaborated, they're like the best matches when you know someone's never going to win the match. But you There's still that kind little of little glimmer. That little yeah. yeah. That um, was fantastic. Yeah, really much. Yeah, we go on to GCW Aaron. Yeah, what's, uh, what's next on the GCW this time? Uh, no, we're still in the WWE part of this fucking Ooh, list. Uh, for now. Did, did somebody say Cody and Seth? How's about we speak about the Hell in a Cell match? You can. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, everyone on Twitter or listening to this I will go mad. But it's only because he got an injured like, pick. It's nothing to do with that. It was just a it's fucking not. good match. Out of the three matches they had, this was the one that didn't slow down. It had great story going into it from the previous two matches as well. Um, and was this not a time they used Hell in a Cell properly as a blow off to a feud and not just, oh, we'll just have a bit of Hell in a Cell? Hmm. Uh, uh, we, we, don't, we don't know because, because he was he injured. injured. Wow. True. <laughs> oh, it's Hell in a Cell next pay per view. So I guess it's And, and also now. Rollins attacked them the night after, which means they're probably going to continue the feud yeah. with Cody. But... I mean, if, if, if you said to me, oh, Seth Rollins is doing another Hell in a Cell match, then you get the fear, don't you? You think, oh, shit. You know, yeah. the last one the last oh. one was real bad but this <laughs> this was like a rehabilitation of like the entire match type uh yeah it was good to see cody getting time to show that he's not just a wrestler he can do all the stories and all the like weaponized stuff it was fun um i don't think there's anyone in wrestling who does body horror quite like cody Rhodes. yeah body he... horror, body <laughs> horror. <laughs> yeah i mean he's he's got he had like the whole black arm He's got the net tattoo. He's got it. <laughs> the amount of times that bloodless for days. Um, yeah. The neck tattoo. <laughs> Is that defined as body horror? Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. I mean, yeah. would you get that tattoo? <laughs> so, no, it could be worse. I could get like it, I don't know Brock Lesnar or something tattooed on me. Or... You could get Aaron's face on your ass. Yeah, here we go. Aaron's here face. We go. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> that was it. I couldn't remember what the agreement was. Or you could lose your eyebrows. It could always be worse. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you, if you woke up with that tattoo on your neck, wouldn't you have body horror? <laughs> I would. Uh, so yeah, um, if you have a Seth Rollins as a dirty bastard wearing Dusty's like. Gears, Pogadox yeah, and stuff. shit uh, bag. Total shit bag Seth is the best Seth. Yeah. Um, yeah, the bull rope match mid Hell in a Cell as well. Yeah. yeah uh, like, the match itself is fantastic, regardless yeah. if Cody's injured or not. Like, go watch it. It's my match of the year for main roster is that match. Mm. There's so many little nods, little nuances. Like, as you say, like Seth's gear was a great shout. Like the ball rope match as well was another like good like callback. Um, Seth had a fucking great year, but yeah. this was like yeah, definitive of that. Apart from losing to Cody three times in the space of three months, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how how do you lose that many matches in a calendar year and still be over as? <laughs> I, st- I still be voting to the same by, person. To the same person, but also like. But like, I think he, something daft like 74 matches or something he lost last year, and it was still voted number one wrestler by was it Sports Illustrated ranked him number one this year, uh, last year? That's why Troy, because um, at the start of his uh, theme song, it says burn it down, and everyone gets to shout that, and they really like it. So. Right. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I, think that, I think that helps a lot. Sure. Plus, sure he, he, does. He, 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 he does the funny faces backstage, doesn't he, which is fun. He also, yeah. also, got a, also got a great, a great wardrobe. He's got, yeah, if, if you've got like quality drip, then you can you can survive anything basically. Sure. Yeah. Look at look at Ricky Starks. Has managed wrestled regularly for like two years on TV. Yet he come out into like one program with uh, MGF, and he's the most over guy in the business because of his mad drip. Hmm. So it's not about your in ring ability. It's about your wardrobe and your extravagant clothing. Yes. Right. Okay. Noted. I know what I need to, why, to break into the pro Stan, wrestling that's why, business. That's that why. That's why Stan Hansen was never considered the top top guy. <laughs> Outside of Japan. 
<laughs> yeah, because in Japan that counts as drip, apparently. That, that's like high yeah. fashion. <laughs> but but hey. Randy Savage, on the other hand, top guy. Look at that drip. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, you got anything before we move on? Are you going to keep, keep uh, your powder dry? I'll, I'll keep I'll keep one. I'll keep it. Okay, keep it neatly. I thought you had five. I thought you were doing yeah, one five, but two. I did one last time. You can do whatever you want. It's fine. There's no, there's no okay, it's okay, okay, okay. Let's go uh, Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens because it's Stone Cold Wrestling in 2022. Yeah. That's we the didn't, only we didn't, reason. We didn't know we wanted it. Or, I mean, and we it, was the best, but... it was the best stunner we saw at Mania Weekend. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. I mean, Pat McAfee's stunner cell was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. fucking was. When he was. When he was still drinking his beer on the floor. Outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was fun. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. Like Austin fucking went as well, man. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, it's gonna be slow and laboured, but they went fucking everywhere as well. Like they were brought hey, in the crowd, on the fucking grind. They, they, they incorporated a quad bike into the match, which I believe gives them like, some sort of, that, that takes a special award, I think. <laughs> Genuinely, like that is a prime Austin match. Like in attitude era, that's all he did. He brawled before the match, yeah. and then he done a couple of things in in the actual match in the ring, and then won the match. Yeah, like that's what this was. They went everywhere and brawled with mm-hmm. stuff, and then went in the ring, and the match was over. Yeah, essentially. So yeah, there you go. That's yeah. that's a great. Show. I I love that. That was pretty that's cool. how Austin works, and it's good. If, yeah. you know, if it works, keep it. Don't change it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Good show. Yeah, I was upset he didn't do it so quick. Pull your finger out, man. <laughs> uh, right then, we'll move on to, to our number fives. Uh, I'll start it out with uh, Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter from AEW Full Gear. Uh, so, this is the match where Jamie Hayter won the women's world title, which the crowd were red hot for. Like, the, 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 the sort of the, the, the Jamie Hayter sentiment in AW has been building over the last sort of like six months when everyone realized hang on she just hits people really hard and that's really cool um and and so it's yeah they, they sort of they basically just had a, 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 a um joshi tj joshi pro um basically the starter match in AEW because it was like here's two women and they're just gonna beat the piss out of each other for like 15 minutes and yeah it's it's just if they started at high intensity, all right. There's a bit of fuckery at the end with Brit, but nothing too nothing too egregious. Um, and yeah, Jimmy Hayter won, which was awesome, and she got, yeah, became women's champion. Yeah, bang much. Oh, more of this. Jamie Hayter uh, has carried this AEW women's division for the last six months now in terms of like in ring performances. She has been an absolute revelation. I'd say even longer, to be honest. Like women's battle of the belts, uh, where Brit and out of the rematch with Thunder Rosa was that like May? Possibly. I mean, she, she, the, 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 I think it started June. around the four way match at All Out when they really started pushing Jamie. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Jamie's had a fucking hell of a year. Um, that, that theme and fucking hell. Mikey Ruckus was threatened to do a thirty minute remix, which incorporates other AEW wrestlers' themes into it. <laughs> I love just Jamie Hater's theme song. It's great just to hear every it's, time she comes. Is that the one that's proper? Doof, 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 yeah, doof, it's yeah. like Wigan Pier. Wigan Pia. Scout House. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great. Um, yeah, she had yeah. A, it was it was a great match. Tony Storm, I think, has been 
I think her there's a chat there's an argument that she's one of the most important signings AW have made in the last twelve months in terms of what she's done for her division. Mm. Um and her and Jamie, yeah, you know. And they built it up really well. They at least said like, Oh yeah, we, you know, we used to be we used to be like flatmates, like back when we in during lockdown we were living together and then um Tony went away and like obviously joined WWE and she she got like left and left Jamie behind and went on to like stardom and now the the, the find themselves at the same place and it's it was basically go time and it was oh it was just yeah, these are two badass women who are gonna just batter each other for your entertainment, and that's amazing. <laughs> um, I've got Jamie Hates the versus Hikaru Shida. Higher, or you'd have a higher. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> what we number five? Uh, second of April. I think it's the second of April. Night one, night two. I can't remember. Anyway, it was Jonathan Knoxville against Sami Zayn. From WrestleMania 38. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Big, massive side hand to you, sir. That was, for me, that's the best fucking spot of the match. Either that or the giant mousetrap. I popped so hard for giant hand. It was incredible. Because it came from fucking nowhere. They they, they somehow legitimately, with WWE having a million camera cuts every four seconds, they somehow managed to hide an enormous hand at the side of the ring. (laughs) (laughs) What what about when a wee man did the Hogan Andre spot with Sammy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, own, my, only, my only slight criticism, and it's not really because of the match itself, I would have liked to have seen like more Jackass guys involved. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. Like original Jackass guys as yeah, well. Yeah, not like. Did, the did you see him? Danger Aaron had a match on the Indies not a lot long ago. Really? Danger Aaron from Jackass. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah for, it was either Prestige or Defy. It was what? It was like it was a. Defy. Yeah. yeah, it was like a Northwest US promotion. Nice. Um, he had a, he had an actual match because he wasn't included in the Jackass match. <laughs> yeah, this this was super fun. Like it's everything you expect from like anything. Like they, there's always a celebrity matches in there at Mania, and I think a lot of people like because initially wasn't this rumored to be for the Intercontinental Championship? Then it didn't Sammy drop it just before? Because I'm sure in the run up to this, Bill cost him it, didn't he? That yeah, was it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how they set up the match. That's it. Yeah. Um, but it was just fucking silly fun. I'd say like the giant mouse trap, the fucking the hand, Wee Man. Uh, what else happened? There, the the electric shock thing as well that he got the taser thing that he got him with on the top turnbuckle. Um, if you watch, there's uh, the Broken Skull sessions. Um, the Sami Zayn one is really good. He ranks this in one of his favorite matches he's ever been in, and he was saying that like, the amount of work that like Knoxville put into it, like. And if you remember in the match, there's the bit at the end with the mouse trap where it's meant to trap him and it doesn't yeah. go off. And he had the nounce to be like, right, fuck it, I'll do this instead. And he even said, like, in like the kind of rehearsals for the match, he was like, what if it doesn't go off? We need a fail safe. And so it was that in tune to it and knew exactly what to do in the match. It was just, it was so much fun. Like, just silly, silly bollocks. But this is like, that's what wrestling is. Like, wrestling yeah. needs to have some silly bollocks. It doesn't always need to be serious. And this was prime nonsense i think because on that night if i remember i, I can not tell you what was on night one and night two but most of the car most of the both nights of the cards were like serious matches and mm. just normal matches of some sort and then this thing popped out like middle of the card like oh the proper palate cleanser so good yeah, yeah it, it was it was yeah. quite a dry night at mania wasn't it I yeah mean, this was this was yeah just some like real this was like the, the the special sauce that like made everything taste a bit better yeah um and I think it was comfortably the best celebrity match that I've ever seen at a WrestleMania. Uh, I, I personally, I, I, I would say that. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. Just because of how memorable it was, like 
as far as performance, I'd say Bad Bunny probably edges it. But I like, can't tell you any of the bits mm. on that match. So I can, I remember nearly everything that happened in this match. Yeah, yeah exactly. That night was it was night two. You had the triple threat tag team match: RKO, Street Profits, and Alpha Academy. It, Lashley and Omas, Banks God. and Naomi against in the Fatal Four Way Tag. Actually, that, that was the match I gave minus five stars, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got the you got the backward spear in that one. That was that oh, one. God. <laughs> yeah. This this match was like this match was like eating a weed brownie in the middle of like a corporate retreat. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone else talking about spreadsheets and you're chasing fucking unicorns over in the corner. So it's fucking edibles <laughs> just kicked in at the right moment. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. So so good. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, that was Knoxville and Sammy Zane. Aaron, uh, number five, we're going to finish this WWE segment, but not on main roster. We're going to NXT, baby. Yeah, yeah, boy, <laughs> yeah, boy. And we're going to the treacherous path that is 2.0 as well. Ooh. Oh, God, <laughs> it's going to be Dolph Ziggler and Braun Breaker, isn't it? No, it's not. I know uh, it's that, Go on. that was on Raw, I'll have you know. It's Dolph Ziggler, Braun Breaker, and Tommaso Ciampa at That's a shout, actually. That was that was a pretty good match. Gen- genuinely, I think that that for me, that's match of this year's NXT. Like, oh, it's Ziggler. You carry on. Right, okay. Uh, I yeah, go on. Uh, you've got Dolph there saving 2.0's ass, like <laughs> being the main guy here. Uh, Braun Breaker is like, he's the next up and coming. He's got the main roster soon, let's be honest. Because uh, Grayson Waller's taking the title off him. Um, and Tommaso Ciampa, uh, he's a veteran at what he does. He's very good, every, very respected by fans and wrestlers. Mr. Um, Black and Gold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Triple threat between the three of them. I think it went like 20 minutes or something. 15, 20 minutes, I think. It was fantastic. There was always something happening. That's what you want in a triple threat is something always happening nonstop. And that's what we got. Yeah. I would... I love that match. And I didn't put it in my honorable mentions. But I said it was equally as good a triple threat. And that was Bron Breaker, Ilya Dragunov, and JD McDonough. Yeah. But... Yeah, I, I, I think the mix of who was in that match and the one that you mentioned probably edged it because you had the experience of Ziggler. You also had the experience of Champa as well. So it was good to see how Breaker kind of fitted in there. So yeah, yeah. I, that's good. Yeah, and it's when Ziggler won the title. So Don't extra thumbs it. up for that, baby. <laughs> a big jackass size fucking hand. <laughs> you what? Co-wrestler of the year. Co-wrestler of the year and unsung hero, boys. Let's go. Yeah, because because that makes sense. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Ah <laughs> uh, oh, man, Ryan, you got anything me for five? Let's throw out um, permanent of survival seven final. Uh, no rope barbed wire death match. Drew <clears throat> Parker defeats Matt Tremont. <clears throat> <laughs> Uh, uh, we'll talk about that later, Ryan. Oh, okay, 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 all right. 
<laughs> Moving into number four, uh, I've got another match that I saw live. Uh, this was Leon Slater versus Kenosuke Takeshita, uh, the Progress Deadly Viper Tour Copperhead. Was that the one in Newcastle? Sheffield. Sheffield. That was it. Yeah, this is it's like the hottest day of the year. It was piss hot. The air conditioning was was, was sort of working. Non-existent. Um, <laughs> I spent between me and Sarah. I spent twenty four pound on glasses of Pepsi while we were in the in the venue just to keep, try and keep hydrated and cool. Fucking hell! Uh, but I didn't care because um, basically, I, I think I showed you all the video um, to get. Um, yeah, to catch the running knee on Leon Slater, sat him on the chair that Sarah had to vacate, um, <laughs> and then ran off and like kneed him real hard in the face right in front of us. It was oh, it was a beautiful match. It's, I think it was the first time I knowingly saw Leon Slater wrestle, and I was like, he was a he was a late entry to the match because I can't remember who to catch. I think it was it Robbie X who was meant to wrestle because Robbie X yeah. doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> and so Leon Slater got pulled in like three days beforehand, and I don't know how they put this together in three days with a language barrier. Like, fuck me, these guys are incredible. Mm. Fuck, I did not even thought of the language barrier thing either. That's nuts. Tekesta, no, Tekesta yeah. speaks decent English. Oh, that's all right. Oh, okay. He's only going to say, what if I just knee you in the face really, really hard? I think, <laughs> and, I think that's... And, <laughs> and Cinnabon. And Cinnabon. <laughs> and, then, then, and then we go get Cinnabon. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> go get Cinnabon, play with some puppies, it'll all be fun. <laughs> but yeah, this, this, this match is incredible. Um, Leon Slater is going to be the biggest wrestler in the world in about three years' time. And Takeshita, well, AW just said they're going to they're going to push him to the moon. He's going to. Uh, yeah. he's, he's been on GCW the past couple of shows as well. Leon Slater, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, in America, yeah. Uh, he, he was watching Wrestle Kingdom with Joey Janela and Jimmy Lloyd. Yeah, he fell, he fell asleep. He started to do or die rumble and was there till everyone was out as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Him, him and Jordan Oliver opened it, didn't he? And had yeah. just. Just we need that match like ASAP. So they, 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 I, I feel personally tapper that. So they had that match. It was him and Nick Wayne had that. It was him and Nick Wayne earlier on. Mm. Um, they had a match at the start of that show on my thir- on my thirty fifth birthday, and their combined age thirty five. Oh, that's man. disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that felt like a personal attack. Isn't it? Wait, it's thirty four, isn't it? No, no. Um, I think Nick Wayne's just turned, or so someone's just someone's just gotten a little bit older. So they, they actually Nick, uh, Nick Wayne's about to turn eighteen in July. Yeah, because yeah, that's when goes to seventeen. But yeah, well, tasty years is still depressing to you either way. <laughs> someone actually, someone, one of them tweeted that they come age of thirty-five. One of the actual wrestlers that was in the match, and I was like, yeah, well, fuck, that's upsetting. Wow. Um, but yeah. What wasn't, upsetting, what, what, what wasn't upsetting was the Slater versus Takeshita, as long as you're okay with knee violence. <laughs> knee violence. <laughs> Another match I forgot to go back and watch. Um, two of my favourites, I'll definitely be checking on those. For sure. Uh, you're number four, baby. I've got a funny feeling this is going to be higher on at least two people's list. Anarchy in the arena. Yep. Yeah. Mm. I've got it. <laughs> well, yeah. Ain't no space for AEW on this list. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was because Troy had it quite high up last year. In at the start of the year. Yeah, didn't even make it in this year. Well, at the final one. Hey, Troy, speaking of which, give it, give, show me what you got. Oh, of course, yeah, because you had the, the he's got it high. Uh, my number four, uh, from the 1st of October from Royal Quest 2, uh, FTR versus Aussie Open. Anyone got it higher? I had that as an honorable mention. Mm. Spoilers, it's not the first time FTR feature on my list. Uh, or rather, it's not the last <laughs> one. Um, yeah, is this, this was. 
is this where Troy throws FTR versus the Briscoes one, two, and three at us next? <laughs> <laughs> I nearly did that. Maybe. <laughs> um, this was fucking cracking. So I remember seeing Aussie Open at Wrestling Resurgence about six years ago when no one knew who the fuck they were. All right, I remember so- thinking. <laughs> not not in that way but just like yeah. obviously the last year or so for them has been well more than that but certainly I, the last year for them has just fucking exploded and, and everyone knows who they are certainly off the back of this match yes Aaron I, I know them from fucking Defiant oh really 17 yeah because yeah. yeah. that that was my first indie show like I watched weekly was WCPW or Defiant when mm. it changed name yeah. so yeah. there were champs I'd, there for a while I'd, I'd seen bits of them in that I didn't, yeah. I didn't watch it like regularly, but I was, I was familiar with them. Yeah, but not yeah. as familiar as I am now. <laughs> uh, this match was absolutely superb. So FTR were, I can't remember what belts they had at the time. I think they were RH and New Japan. Yeah, IWGP, yeah. I watched this and... yesterday. <laughs> and <laughs> Aussie Open, uh, New or were at the time New Japan strong champions. I think uh, with yeah. those lovely blue belts. Um, yeah, this was fucking cracking. Um, like, as I say, I watched Aussie Open years and years ago, and they are a completely different team to what they are or were then. Um, and I will be watching a hell of a lot more of them. Um, you always expect a fucking solid tag match anytime it involves FTR, but Aussie Open really, really stepped up to, to their level. Um, there was a really nice gesture at the end, like a, a handshake and a kind of recognition of, like, not a passing of the torch, but one of those kind of, like, <clears throat> Whoa. you know, they didn't shake hands. No, well, it, it was it was like a, a kind of moment Ray, of recognition. Well, yeah, <laughs> it was gonna happen. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was fucking awesome. It was just stiff as fuck. Like, um, yeah, yeah, really, really fucking stiff. That Dax and um, Mark Davis both got bust open hard. Like. Yeah, they did. Off um, the the truss, like the light rig. Dax got thrown into the rig. Yeah. Mark Davis got bust open by a fucking drop kick off, um, off uh, Cash, and he was like pissing. He would blood. not stop bleeding. I was, I, I don't what? think he knew where he was because there was a bit where like yeah, Kyle Fletcher was literally holding him up for the finish. Um, yeah, yeah. Just just to add to that as well, I might have the best like belt shot I've ever seen in a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. In this, where there's like a tug of war between Kyle Fletcher and Dax with one of the belts, like through the ropes, um, and like as Dax kind of like loses grip, Kyle Fletcher just like in one movement turns around and Mark Davis has pushed Cash into Kyle Fletcher with the belt. It yeah. just, it, but it was like seamless. seamless. So, yeah, yeah. Um, this was a very good match. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Okay, Aaron, your number four, mate. Number four, GC Dub, baby. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to the very, very beginning of the year, January 1st. Ooh, snuck in. Um, we have GCW die for this, the main event for the ultraviolet title, Alex Cohen versus John Wayne Murdoch, the first one. Mm. Uh, it was in our matches of the year because... Someone put match or match of the year like on the list as well. So, um, yeah, this is the one, the best is out this, of the three matches. This is, this is the one with the arm. Yep, the one yeah. with the arm, right? <laughs> no, no, thank you. 
<laughs> no, thank you. Uh, referee stoppage was included in this main event for very, very good reasons. They tried to continue the match again for a solid minute. Nah, referee stoppage again. <laughs> Is that why John Wayne Maddox got such little arms? Yeah, well. <laughs> like, like Jordan Pickford. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you like grotty death matches, then this is the one for you. Uh, <laughs> lots of light tubes, lots of barbed wire, lots, lots of, of blood, lots of blood, uh, especially at the very end of the match where the referee decides, no, let's not do this. Actually, let's do it for another minute. No, no, it's too much. <laughs> was, was this was this stopped because bleeding? Yes, it was genuinely stopped because bleeding because uh, it was Alex- the. Alex Cologne got a big, massive wooden slab with fucking roofing fucking plates on it uh, and just went, bang, full force, bang, full force, bang, full force into the arm. I wondered why it's just profusely bleeding. What now. did he do? Just hit like a fucking artery or something? Uh, I mean, have you seen a roofing plate? They're like spikes, like, yeah, gusset oh, plate. Gusset yeah. Bl- oh, fucking yeah, hell. That, yeah, it was nasty and it was great to watch. Here's the but... blood hunter. Yeah. <laughs> There he is. I've got two uh, so, t-shirts to prove it. Yeah. So, uh, if if you like dirty, disgusting, grotty spots like that, then that's a match for you. It's a very, very good death match beforehand as well. Yeah. So until the uh, referee gets all indecisive. Yeah. <laughs> Starts judging a bit wrong at the end. <laughs> we got two matches for the price of one. Right, so before we move on to top three, is Ryan, could could I ask you a, a specific request? Could you give me a bussy match? Uh, yeah, I actually was going to give one. Uh, because, before you do that, um, I've just seen a tweet. The American Dialect Society has listed the suffix ussy as the word of the year, 2022. I'm genuinely on kids match for all DCW shows, going through the cards for each show and finding what I like. Ah, well, you see. And what I can, what I can remember. Uh, let's see. In very many. <laughs> uh, oh, I did. I did actually have one more instance. Way back here. Got filibuster here. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's Bussy versus um, the Briscoes. Um, oh, that's, Ooh, okay. that's a clash of styles, isn't it? Fucking hell, yeah. yeah. Can't remember what show it was on though, but it was a really good match. I remember it being a good match. I think. Thank you. Remember, you remember <laughs> it, I think. Were you high? Probably. <laughs> oh, it was there a minute ago. I did have it. That's right. We could, we could circle back round to you, mate, if you remember it. Uh, one bussy, one that bussy, nearly bussy. got into my um, my honourable mentions, actually, just to kind of filibuster for Ryan while he's looking, was uh, the GCW War Games tag team gauntlet match, which had Bussy in it. Because nice. he was a fucking mess after. Is, is that the one I've seen a picture of? That that Effie's just bleeding from everywhere. Yes, um, he went through barbed wire. He went through glass. Um, yeah, it, it also such involved a, um, John Wayne. Man man. Well. I'm trying to murder fucking. Uh, Ninth uh, of April, 2022, GCW Tag Team Title Match. Boosie defeat the Briscoes to win that's the titles. It. That's the one. There you go. I'll do your job for you, Ryan. Well Thank done. You. Yeah. Is, that, is, that, um, is that Jay Briscoe finally repenting for like his homophobic comments from like five or ten years ago? Ah, uh, he repented ages ago. But this, this is the final. This is the final step, which is doing the job to Effie. <laughs> but I have that match because this he won, and yeah. Up the gaze. 
Fuck the Brascos. Up the gates. <laughs> Whoa. Cool. Uh, so <laughs> next, we're into, the, right, we're into the top three now. So my my number three. It's a match that someone's already mentioned. Uh, this is Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida. Um, I think this is the best. Oh. Have you got a high and you had it low, didn't you? No, I said let's go. All right. Oh, right. I thought you went all. I thought you were stopping. He cut on lights. This is. I think this is the best women's match in AW history. Yeah, hundred percent. So everything I said about Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter, just that, but with Shida and harder. Yeah, yeah. Basically, nice. um, I haven't seen it, so I can't. Comment. And without without as much fuckery, and like the last five minutes is just Shida trying to basically knee Jamie Hayter into submission, and Jamie Hayter trying to clothesline Shida into like it's like it's like you know like that Logan Paul with Roman Reigns thing. It's like knee versus clothesline. Mm. It's like oh, it's it's oh. Oh, it's incredible. It, yeah. It was really good in the set, like that last five minutes in particular, in the sense that they they were both essentially just going for their finisher the entire match when they thought they had it in the bag and then neither woman did it. I think at one point didn't um Hater just like hit Sheeda with not like a rip or clothesline, just a clothesline. And she either kicked out a one and then it was like, Oh god, oh god, they're gonna they're gonna start killing each other now. And they did. Um, yeah, this was really stiff. It was fucking awesome. Um, really, really fun match. Yeah, nice. it was it was exceptional. Really, really, really good. Yeah. Uh, right, Jake, Go and watch it. I The only person who might have this on the list is Aaron, but I, I don't think he will, but he'll probably want to input into it. I've got El Desperado versus Jun Kasai from Takataichi Despi Mania on September the 12th in a death match. I I've seen when when the match actually happened, I've seen like a couple of clips of it, but I need to go yeah. watch the full match. But yeah, they only they only put it on New Japan World not that long ago because yeah. I've been trying it. it. It was one of those matches that I was basically waiting to go on New Japan World and I was waiting and waiting and waiting, and it was like fuck's sake when are they putting it up. Um, this was exceptional. So the story got also just like a kind of sidebar. I don't speak Japanese. They only have Japanese commentary on this. So I was kind of like, the fact that I could follow along the story of this match with a language barrier shows how good it is. Um, the whole thing was that El Desperado wanted to kind of prove that he can do like any style of wrestling. So he called out one of the best death match wrestlers on the planet in the crazy monkey king, Junkasai, um, and proceeded to get murdered for like a, a great deal of this match. Like, Kasai rips Despy's mask, mask open within like the first like two minutes of the match. Yeah. He's got Despy busted out, like bleeding from his back, from thrown through a barbed wire board, bleeding from his head. There's and every time like he goes to he thinks, all right, match's over. Despy kicks out. The the worst spot in this match for me, as far as like grottiest, was Jun Kasai hit a destroyer off the top rope onto a board of forks. Fuck um, off. And Despy kicked out at one. So then Jun Kasai responded by sticking a fork into his own head and just walking around. <laughs> um, there, was, there was knife boards, there was barbed wire, there was glass that was fucking brutal. El Desperado, like, shown more than anything he could hold his own in this match. Um, yeah, one of the best death matches I've ever seen. And I think I ever will see because. The whole like kind of overarching story of El Desperado trying to like prove I I can do this style just just because I'm 
an amazing technical wrestler, an amazing luchador, doesn't mean I can't do deathmatch too. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was go and watch it. You, like, if you don't like deathmatches, don't because you'll fucking hate it. But if even if you even if you just enjoy like the occasional one, this will blow you away because it, it does tell a really compelling story. Sweet. Awesome. Uh, Troy, then, you're number three. Uh, mine snuck in on the 29th of December. Uh, snuck in, mate. No, that was many years ago, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jay, you were saying it's your, your entry there was probably the best death match you've seen, uh, or one of them at least. Uh, this is, I think, probably the best women's match I've seen. It's from Stardom, uh, from Dream Queendom. Uh, it was Gilea versus Shuri. Um, it was probably the stiffest match i've seen this year and there were some fucking stiff matches this year um i've just never seen anyone want to beat the piss out of someone so much like both of them and just taking it in turns to try and drop each other on their head as hard and as much as they can like every forearm every slap every fucking kick like just beating the piss out of each other it was a fucking horrible spots um like a really nasty suplex from the apron to the the chairs outside where neither woman looked like they landed nicely. Uh, there was a dirty pile driver on one of the tables on the edge of the ring. Uh, <laughs> there was a moment where Shuri just headbutted Gillia off the top turnbuckle uh, and she just drops to the floor, gets straight back up and just, nah, fuck you, picks her up, drops her on her head, kicks out at one, doesn't give a shit. Um, it was just brutal, like super, super stiff. Like, there's a bit where they're caught up on the ropes. Um, they're kind of both draped over the top and they're facing each other underneath the bottom rope and just taking it turns to just slap each other in the face whilst hanging upside down, just screaming at each other. Um, yeah, it's easily the best women's match I've seen. And I only saw this off the back of some of the recommendations that people put in um, on the Discord the other day. Um, I really struggled to find somewhere to watch this as well, but I'm glad I persevered and found it because it is so, so, so good. Fair, yeah. I'll yeah. definitely check that out. Um, I've I've got a list of like wrestlers I want to watch more of this year, and Gilly is definitely in that list. Yeah. Um, I've, from what I've seen of her, she's fucking awesome. Um, basically just like a female Minoru Suzuki, but more flashier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, she's like the the devil of stardom, so, and I like that. So yeah, I'll definitely be checking that one out. Um, prob- probably the made my match if I could have found someone to watch it. Yeah, I think my my neighbours probably wondered what the fuck I was watching yesterday because I was well, sc- shouting a fair whack through that match <laughs> at some real rough spots, and it was quite warm in here, so I had the window open, and I've I've got a couple of quite religious neighbours, uh, and so yeah, I'm I'm gonna be repenting now next time I see them. <laughs> Uh, Aaron, then you're number three. Uh, what was that? Oh, I've got an itchy arse. There's somebody trying to get in my forbidden door. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> the forbidden door. <laughs> I can't uh, believe you've done this. <laughs> uh, Matt, it's the match of the show. Hey, uh, for me, it's the AEW's match of the year. Uh, the I, Asma was grabbing Sting's nipples. Yeah, that was exactly the one. <laughs> uh, cool, cool. Uh, Glad we're on the same page. 
for the IWGP US title, uh, Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. Before we get into the match, can we just say who anyone here have Sting nose as a titty twister on their 2022? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, um, this match was sort of just thrown together the week prior because Orange needed something to do and Will was in AEW at this point for a bit. So they went, fuck it. Let's just clash of fucking ways styles of wrestling let's go for it and it made out to be for me match of the year for the AEW. it was fantastic uh, go on troy uh, i was just gonna say like i've seen this and it was fucking superb and i was always a fan of orange cassidy before i know people are a bit kind of marmite on him but i think this was the match for that for a lot of people that were kind of naysayers or didn't get him or didn't like his style or didn't think that he was any good people suddenly had their eyes opened up to just how good he is like the reason why the thing with uh, orange though yes you love him or you hate him but you need the other wrestler to interact with him to Mm. play the gimmick with him you can't just do it on his own is the issue but Mm. it worked perfectly in this match for me Uh, fast paced action lots happening I've said this for about three matches now, like the same thing. Like the matches I like are fast paced, no stopping, no slowing down. Crack on. Uh, it's fucking great. Crack on. Aye. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, if, if anyone had any doubt that Orange Cassidy is one of the best wrestlers in the world, and then, yeah, the fact that he goes beat for beat with Osprey in this match is all you need to know, basically. Yeah. I, I like the fact with this that, like, Twitter had a big old cry about it, like, oh, you've got all these people in AEW, why are you putting them with Orange Cassidy? <laughs> orange <laughs> Cassidy was like, all right, I'll <laughs> hold my beer. Uh, I'll show <laughs> hold my, you hold my orange juice. <laughs> and he, he did. He's very good. Uh, I, there's a reason why I nominated Orange Cassidy as wrestler, like one of my picks for the rest of the year, because he's had such a fucking good year. Mm. Right, that was number three. Awesome. Uh, Ryan, have you got anything? For Ryan? I do, I do. <clears throat> um, from the 16th of September in Liverpool, I've got Joey Janela versus Nick Wayne. I, I think it was my favourite match of the, of the whole weekend, if I'm honest. Um, I remember putting some um, videos on my Snapchat and I had people message me going, why or how are they not dead? <laughs> there, was, there was a spot where uh, Nick Wayne was on the, on the apron and Joey came off, but Nick moved, landed right on the apron, Joey did, right in the barrier where we were standing. And then the finish was uh, Joey through, Nick through a, a door in the corner where we were standing. And then there was like a pile driver of some sort. And yeah, people asked me how Nick Wayne's neck wasn't broke. Is that yeah. the one where Nick Wayne jumped off the balcony and fucked his ankle up? Yeah. And yeah. like landed so. on and me. Darren's beer all over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Landed <laughs> on me, yes. <laughs> if yeah. I was staggering, so what you're saying is was, you, eh? you're the one who injured Nick Wayne's ankle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that match is excellent. Is that, is that also, that's not the one where, that's the one where Jerry came out to come on Eileen, was it? Because that was fucking incredible. No, nah, it was Gene. Yeah. Gene. Joey Janela, for someone who like had not really impressed me that much in AW and then had had a bit of a sort of turgid start to the year in GCW, he was on fire that weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Uh, good, really good pick around. I love that. Um yeah, thanks for reminding yeah. me that much. Um right, on to the second on to the set oh, oh number twos. Um not like that. Um but our second 
best match of the year. Um, for me, I've gone for Anakin the Arena. Okay. okay. Uh, Anyone yeah. else? No. Yeah, someone dead. Someone had I a down lower. Jay I had a fourth. Couple of really, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't want to go like obviously we're talking about spot for spot. A couple of things. I mean, this match was just bedlam. It was just hilarious bedlam. Like everything about it, from the Mox's music looping like three times until Jericho pulled the actual cable out of the, um, <laughs> out of the audio system. Um, there's a spot where Moxley like picks up a cooler, opens it to make sure it's heavy enough, and then just lashes it at Jericho's face. <laughs> it, was, it was excellent. Um, just it, it, it sort of, it sort of took the format of Stadium Stampede but then made it work in like a live crowd setting which I thought was a very clever like even the way they set it up Moxley was like yeah we're not going to do that fucking Stadium Stampede bullshit um, because that's gone now and Jericho was like alright we'll do this bullshit instead and I was like okay yeah that's, that's perfect <laughs> and then obviously you, you have the you have the enduring visual of Eddie Kingston just shuffling down the ramp like a fucking serial killer from a horror movie <laughs> kind of petrol. Yeah. and then dousing <laughs> Dousing covered in blood and mustard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 presumably at this point he's killed someone. Um, yeah. Matt um, Menard. Matt Menard's just dead because um, you, you don't. I think it's Jeff Parker. You just don't see after him and Eddie Kingston go on the lift. Like you just assume he's dead. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> And so, yeah, he comes out and he just douses Jericho, because he, he hates Jericho so much, he douses Jericho, and he, he doesn't care about Daniels, he douses him in petrol as well, he's like, I'm, I'll burn you both, and like, you just you just happen to be there, it's fine, um, and yeah, it, it's it's great, and then the, the, that was the match that the finish went so hard that it legitimately put Daniels out for like two months, and made him miss um, a match with Zack Sabre Jr., so... Fucking oops. hell. Yeah, One day. That kind of sucked, but then we got Claudio to do it instead, so it all worked out in the end. But yeah, it was it was really good fun. Um, yeah, Angus Axe fucking loved it. It was it was just it was peak nonsense. It was I, I love it when AW leans into the bullshit a little mm. bit. They don't do it all the time, but when they do, they they tend to do it really well. Jay, anything? My, my favorite part of watching this match on a Zoom call was Aaron, like about five minutes in, going, "I don't remember having any kudzel today." <laughs> Because we were all like, we were all like sat there like slack-jawed, like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and even just as um, started with just like, yeah, shit's gonna hit the fan. Yeah, I loved, I loved the music going through. I loved all, I, I loved the bit when Mox hit Jericho with the jib as well. Oh, we yeah. oh shit. The camera yeah, around. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fucking yeah. brilliant. Um, well, that's a throwback because Jericho does that bit, doesn't he, where he gets the camera and then gets the camera and just, yeah. Yeah. And also, if I remember correctly, this was the first time Moxley and Jericho had like kind of touched since Mox took the belt off Jericho. Yeah. yeah. So again, it added it had the added kind of like, oh, this this actually feels special because we haven't seen these two do it for a while. Mm. Um, yeah, it was it was just as as we said about like the Sami Zayn and uh, Johnny Knoxville match. Sometimes silly bollocks is just the best stuff, and this was just absolute chaos. I was just about to say. Play. Was was this AEW's like Zayn and Knoxville match? Like it feels very much like yeah. it was. There wasn't yeah. anything else that kind of peaked it in terms of silliness. There was there was a best friends match the other week, I would say actually, with like Dan Housen was doing the whole pretending to be like hitting a dick. And when <laughs> when Bryce Remsberg ejected Penelope Ford, he get he gets up and like taps him on the back and like, good job, good job. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. Just quickly, do you want to see Dan Housen on Dark this week? He turned up in like the um, the Moo Moo and the Fat Guy half from the yeah. Seasons. Yeah, I've seen the photo. <laughs> it, was, it was incredible. <laughs> Good. Yeah, uh, uh, it, it was it was just silly bollocks. I loved it. Nice. 
You're number two, Jay, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, and I think somebody's got this as number one. It was FTR versus the Briscoes one from Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor. Yep. I also have it at number two. Okay. Well, we'll all talk about it when Tasty's talking about it number one. Yeah. So, okay, it's Ryan, Aaron. isn't it? Or Aaron? Well, Aaron. it depends what Ryan's got here, because I'm going to go to um, GCW. My top three are also GCW, but go ahead. Um, backyard wrestling, I've got. Um, yes, I know, boys, it's not number one. I'm sorry. Uh, as, as Joey versus Donny slash so that's my Kung Fu Janela. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's boys. Right, number one, so we'll wait. We'll have, to, we'll have to watch, Matt, talk about it then. What oh, shame. okay, well, fine. I had a question. Yes. What is a Kung Fu Janela? Uh, Joey Janela's <laughs> dog killing brother. <laughs> cousin, cousin. You'll find, cousin, you'll find sorry. him. You'll find him. Is it actually um, Michael Vick? <laughs> okay. I'll, I, I'll ask you more about it when you talk about it. <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay, Ryan, have you got number two for me? I do have a number two. If Aaron can speak about it, though, because I don't remember much, but I know he does. Um, Minoru Suzuki versus Effie at oh. Spring Break Part 2. Effie kissed Minoru Suzuki on the lips. <laughs> That is a peak moment of 2022. So, um, if again, we'll hopefully have it for you in the next week or so. But uh, Effie tells a really good anecdote about this match when we do. Does he? Yeah, remember that he gets asked about kissing, and he, he says like Minoru Suzuki. That's one of the things Suzuki wanted to do was have Effie kiss him. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, he says basically, he says basically you, you go to it. You go to like a, a a show, and Suzuki's just out in the smoking area, just chain smoking because he's a fucking mad lad. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't speak a lot of English, but one of the things he said is like, "Me, you kiss." <laughs> and, like, oh, and Effie's like, "Yep, yeah, okay." So, <laughs> take that one off the bucket list. <laughs> this is from again spring break where the the same show the clusterfuck was on. Yeah, it was so, a massive for that. Like literally well, the ma- a- yeah the match before it is only it's less than ten minutes long. This match, but nine the, minutes ten. Yeah, the fact that fucking Effie kissed Murder Grandad on the lips, not even a peck, a full. And this was this was like ninety minutes or like less after he like dismantled Rhett Titus and won the, uh, the Ring of Honor <laughs> yeah. TV title. He got in a taxi, went straight to that from that show to that show, and then did that match. Oh, <laughs> honestly, that's one of the highlights of twenty twenty two. I think that's that's the hi- a highlight gem light in all of wrestling <laughs> ever. Like that ain't gonna happen again, is it? <laughs> I love when they were brawling on the outside and like Suzuki like chopped Effie and Effie was like. Here we are, you little bitch! Yeah. <laughs> the murder granddad. Yeah. Also, I think it was. I think it was just. I think it was fan made, but the poster for this match, which was just Minoru with like Effie on a lead, was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, it's the easiest like nine minutes ten seconds to watch your life. Yeah. It just flies by. It's just Effie being Effie and Suzuki just being murder granddad. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Go watch it. Sweet. Is that is that everyone's right, number two? Think, Are we down yeah, to think, the last one? Number one. Number one. Right. That's number one. Uh, right. So yeah, I mean, obviously we know which mine, my mind is. Uh, I I went back and forth on this a lot because I, I didn't want to try and put more than one match from each from a, from a certain feud on. I, I didn't want to like crowd out the list with too many of. of you mean you didn't thing. want to make one, two, and three FTR against the Briscoes? <laughs> <laughs> I went for one. Just it's a bit of a hipster pick because it was the original one. 
but I just felt this was it. This was like the build up. This match was a bit more special. It was. It was. For, it was for the first time. Mm. Top guys v Den Boys. Yeah. Like arguably two of the best, like pure tag teams of the last ten years. In, yeah. the, in the in the in the style of they just twat each other dead dead hard, and that's what these guys do. The term dream match gets used a hell of a lot, but this yeah. absolutely fucking was. Yeah, this was unbelievable. Um, yeah, I mean the other matches had great bits in them, particularly the bit where in in match three where Cash throws Dax a chair into the ring and just screams "fucking murder him." <laughs> which was incredible um, and that, that had the double dog collar spot which again, I, I don't think both teams get enough credit in the third match for uh, having two dog collars on the go at once and it never tripping the match up in terms of logistics and like the mm. chains never getting in the way it was phenomenal, but this match this match had like FTR sort of worked a bit sort of healy, they were out on the outside putting the guys through tables and stuff uh, FTR were like really going hard and it ended with FTR winning the belts as well which I thought was was a really cool moment um, mm. it didn't like the second match didn't quite have that moment because nothing changed and the third match the Briscoes won them back so I think this one had the best finish in that it was FTR's big victory um, but yeah this match was fucking fun it just, it just, this match just had that buzz that you only get every now and then like Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega had it mm-hmm. um, you know when you get these two guys who you've like you've thought about this match for so long and then all of a sudden here it is and they, they just stand there for the first 30 seconds and like, the crowd just buzzes yeah. and like the, the energy just crackles and it's that's a rare thing in wrestling and when it happens it's really special mm. absolutely it was it was super I've said before like there's, there's been a lot of stiff matches this year as well but like it looked like they genuinely fucking despise each other. Like there was a bit on the top. I think it's where Dax was on top of like on, on the turnbuckle, just raining down punches and stuff. And we see that in so many matches, but like genuinely just looked like he was absolutely leathering the bejesus out of him. Like it didn't feel like a work at all. Like the whole thing, it was just like these two fucking, these four fucking hate each other. And it was, oh, oh, once again, once again, as Aaron says, earlier twitter be- twitter beefs create the best matches yeah this this all started by dax harwood and jay briscoe arguing over who was the better um tag team on twitter um and then jay briscoe made the ball joke about dax and then it all just like kicked off um i yeah um i might as well go in, into mine mine was ftr versus the briscoes three number one uh the dog collar match i thought it was fucking outstanding um there was so many uncomfortable spots like mark briscoe just getting fucking launched to the floor um on a, was it a pile of chairs or was it tables yeah he went he went over the, the, the table floor. and landed on a pile of chairs oh yeah um it was from it was from the it was from the turnbuckle over a table that was on the floor and then onto like 20 chairs yeah um the whole like dax and uh, Jay Briscoe fighting through the crowd with dog collars around the fucking necks, um, just hitting each other with the chains. As you said, the chain spot where it was like sort of like stretched out, and Dax Dax got like thrown into the chain, um, and Cash was just like, "Ah, oh, fuck, I, I fucked up." Uh, I, I just thought it was a more compelling story because it was each match was like, "How are these guys going to outdo the first one?" And I thought the the two out of three falls, even though it didn't make my list, I thought that was just as good as the others. Um, it was just that it was just because it was a bit more slow paced. And more the two like out of three falls was great, really good storytelling because the Briscoes took a really early first fall, 
it put yeah. a lot of danger into the match. You thought, oh fuck, FDR could just lose it like at any point. Yeah. It really put them on the back foot. And I think having FDR have to fight out from that one nil deficit made the match, like you said, really compelling. It told a really good story. And the finish of Dax just killing Jay Briscoe with a fucking top rope pile driver as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, um, but yeah, it, it's almost like the it's weird because as I said, the feud's almost like Dax and Jay Briscoe hate each other. And then Cash and Mark Briscoe just like fighting people. <laughs> so they just have a fight around this like fucking blood feud. Um, yeah, I love, I love it. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, Jack, Dax and Jay like screaming each other ring and um, uh, Cash and Mark. He's just like, well, I guess I'll hit that guy because I'm, <laughs> I'm here. Fuck it. Why not? If they're doing yeah. it, I'll do it. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone was bleeding in this match. It was fucking violent. It was fucking grisly. It was fucking brutal. Um, I think for me, the reason why this got over the first and second was because for being at a pay per view called Final Battle, it really did. Sort of hammer home the fact that stop on it. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's fucking awesome. Uh, also, shout out to they, they did a version of the, the, the classic FDR spot where they're both in submissions and they're trying to cla- like crawl and grab each other's hands, but they oh, couldn't, like from they couldn't because the ch- yeah, but they couldn't because they were pulling on the chains. Um, so the chains stopped them, which was, ah, which nice. was a really cool like little it's evolution clever. of that spot. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Nice, uh, Aaron, then you're number one, mate. I'd keep it in order because I feel like uh, you, Jay, and Troy's number one are different to me and Ryan's. So, oh, mine <laughs> very, is. very different. My, my yeah. number one was in Jay's honorable mentions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I, I saw his face when I fucking said it. <laughs> uh, my number one uh, is from the 4th of June uh, from Progress Super Strong Style Day 2. Uh, it's Cara Noir against Spike Trevay in an I Quit, Loser Leaves Progress match. Um, everything building into this match was superb. Um, uh, they, It was basically he who speaks uh, leaves was was the tagline going into it. Um, for those who don't know, like Cara Noir, um, known non-speaking character, uh, wrestler, guy, uh, Spike Trevay, very wordy. Um, and this was those just them going at it after months and months and months of kind of one up on each other and fucking each other over here and, you know, getting one up at the end of a match and stuff like that. Um, they previously had a, what was the one that they had at the garage, Jay? At the, was it a 10th um, anniversary show or it was around that week? They'd had one there was, and that was quite brutal. No, no, that was Cara versus Ilya. Oh, but and then didn't Spike, Spike come out at the end, like into the handcuffed into the ropes rope. and just, beat the piss out of him with the chair that was yeah. it um but yeah this this match was was the culmination of that um and just just some mental spots so there was there was one where was, they brought a trampoline into the ring uh and Kara went to to use the trampoline to dive onto spike on like three tables on the outside and spike moves out of the way just in time and he goes through all of them uh there was a, a dirty thumbtack spot where spike just like drops a load of those dumps Kara on them and then gets some fucking lemon juice and just spits it into his back, like covered in tacks. Um, but he the... bottled them at one point as well. Oh shit! Yeah, he, yeah, he bottled him. <laughs> he picked up like a bottle of wine from the bar and just bottled them. Yeah. Um, there was a cool bit where like Kara like went backstage, like disappeared. Spike didn't know where he was, and then Kara comes out just covered in chairs, like all of his arms just covered in chairs, stood there like pissing blood comes down to the ring doesn't actually get a chance to use them at all and spike just basically 
clips the black swan's wings by just beating every single fucking limb with a chair um but the finish was super the finish was um Kara is in the ring and i think he's i can't remember if he's handcuffed or not i think he might he's have been handcuffed hand- he's handcuffed and the refs like basically uncuffing him that's it uh and spike goes right i've got to step it up a level goes outside grabs karanawa's wife uh and goes just threatens to batter over the head with the chair and before he does it like Kara just says i quit and that's it and it was just yeah absolutely insanity one thing i do remember it was absolutely hilarious for whatever reason Kara Noir went into like proper street fight mode and just grabbed a pair of jeans from someone in the audience and was just walking around in a pair of jeans instead of his black tights for good reason um but yeah that it was it was so good everything in the match all the build up to the match the finish was just as soon as that bell went and he said it, there was just absolute stunned silence. Like I've I've never seen anything like it. It was a very good match. Very good. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, then um, we'll move on to the nonsense portion of the of the, <laughs> of the rest of the proceedings. We'll talk about the serious matches now. You guys can you guys get to, to close the whole thing off with whatever garbage wrestling you've chosen. Whoa! Oh, whoa. Oh, <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> what? I mean, I mean that is a term of demons, by the way. Aye, aye. Troy's got the horn. Not like that, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say my number one first because Ryan's already mentioned it. It's from GCW. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the Tournament of Survival 7 final. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this puts it over the edge because after watching the whole tournament in one sitting because it was on the same night, like, I think it was just me and Ryan watching this together. We yeah. were both fully invested. Like we heard Journey separate ways about three times during <laughs> this show, and every time the crowd got pumped, I got yeah. pumped, Ryan got pumped. Um, not like that. Oh god! So the fact that we we saw the ascension of. Um, Ren Yamashita as well. We've seen her like in two matches, which were fantastic. Like a Japanese, like now, now I know her as a deathmatch wrestler. I don't know if she was before or after, but she is now. Um, I got to see Drew Parker the whole night, go to the final. Name the underdog who's never won the tournament before. Fucking 40 odd year old Matt Tremont. Fucking in the final. Let's go. Uh, yeah, Drew Parker, Matt Tremont in the final. Like everyone was buzzing for Tremont to win this. And throughout the whole night, the crowd just got louder and louder and louder. And the match itself was fantastic. Spots galore. Drew Parker was a heel in the final by the end of this show because everyone was invested in Matt Tremont to win in it. Uh, so, yeah, if you haven't. Not just that match, but go watch the whole, the show, whole show for the whole build up of it. It's yeah. fantastic. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Uh and Ryan. Um and the, the best match of 2022 is Kung Fu Janela versus Joey Janela. Backyard wrestling. From the show of the year. My and number on the two. show of the year. So Troy, you actually haven't seen this show or this match, have you? No, no the rest of them have I don't no. think Troy could sit through the yeah. whole show. I'll be honest, I, I didn't need to. It wasn't a high on priority list. I, I think Troy should sit through the whole show. I, I would like I to watch this match with Troy. We'll do a watch along. A two and me, a half hour watch along. 
Fucking me hell. and Big Tasty watched it the other day together. Um, on Boxing Day, funny enough. On Boxing Day. What were your thoughts about it, Tasty? Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't... one of the matches got into your top ten. It wasn't my... No, the show was great. It, this this wasn't my pick of, of all the matches on the show. It was fun. Joey Janela made it by just repeatedly screaming, he killed dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He killed like, my uncle's dog. He killed my uncle's dog. dog. He killed a dog killer. He, he legitimately killed the dog. He makes Michael Vick look okay. <laughs> it was wow. just all, the, all these things were said, Troy, yeah. during this match. Uh, this, wow. At one point, Joey Janela steals a small toy car off a child. Whoa, whoa, it. whoa. Commentary state that it's a full-size Hummer in the ring. I'll help you know. <laughs> steals a child's riding car and takes it into the ring. and While the child's in. like crying her eyes. This sounds fucking terrible. I need to watch it. Yeah, the match begins and Joey Janela's in the pool. He's not ready to wrestle. Joey Janela's entrance starts off with him sitting in the pool going, what, I'm next? (laughs) I'm next? (laughs) Fuck. Followed by potting the USA for about 15 minutes. They're they're setting off like purposefully shitty pyro while he's getting changed just in the middle of a field (laughs) (laughs) into his wrestling gear. It's so good. It's so shit. It's fucking fantastic. I must admit that the 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 whole show really nails the sort of like Oh, this yeah. is so bad. It's good. Vibe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Really well. Is it like uh, um, what's it, what's the one that Gallows and Anderson did over lockdown? Talking shop, it's, it's like talking I, shop I, and mania with less dick jokes and right. more money, a little cool. bit more money. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so oh, another thing we have to remember: like, it's various times during the show, Nick um, Nick Gage, who's on commentary, is just getting progressively higher. Like, yeah. Just, at one point, yeah. he just leaves commentary to go and score some weed, and like <laughs> he he's fucked by the end of it. Like he literally, like Dark Sheik has to take. I got control. another one for you, and just like a different commentator comes on, and Nick Wayne just uh, Nick Wayne Nick Gage just goes up and smokes a board. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, by, by, the time, by the time this match rolls around, he is so stoned he can only yeah. say like two words at a time. He, he doesn't even he doesn't even commentate on it. He just gets dark sheets. Dark sheet does yeah. it. Yeah. Dark <laughs> sheet is fantastic on commentary and that as well. Yeah, actually, yeah, I agree with that. She's, she like adds so much to it because she's just fucking hilarious. Oh, um, if you like that. this, if you like the song "Party in the USA" by Miley Cyrus, this is a match for you. <laughs> <laughs> I know I... I did until I watched this match twice. <laughs> Oh no, three times I've watched this match. This I've year. watched this um, match four times now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you found out I was watching it. I went, wait there, wait there, I want to watch you. Wait there. <laughs> I don't <know> <laughs> Oh, shout out well to the, another really fun spot when Janela picks up, Joey picks up his cousin in like a vertical suplex, just walks around oh, for like a minute and a half. It's like 30 meters in a straight fucking, line. Yeah, yeah th- this is like literally Troy on like the edge of a cornfield. Yeah. It's he's genuinely like, like a like a estate like that owns a farm. It's yeah, like, it's like on a farm. Yeah, yeah. Right, a big backyard. It's fucking hilariously. Good. Before you guys get any more excited, should we wrap it up there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, think, I, mean, I, I have. I want to talk more about this match. <laughs> Wait there. I, I feel like we should end this by all singing party in the USA. No, not happening. We'll get the monitors. Get down tonight. The official untitled wrestling podcast match of the year is Janela versus Janela from GCW Backyard yeah! Wrestling. Yeah. Of the year. You hit, of, it's official. Of, Go and watch it. It's on Fight Plus. Um, I think it, this year. I deliberately 
didn't put it in my list because I knew we'd be talking about it at the end. <laughs> uh, I think Jay, you said this year you want to watch some of the older ones through with Aaron and like a watch along because we watch uh, we watch some business. There's some, are... there's some wild shit on some of the earlier ones, mate. Trust me. <laughs> oh, we we watched we watched the main event of Backyard Wrestling too, and it ended with like them literally having to stop the show because people were calling the police. Yeah. <laughs> Backyard <laughs> wrestling is something else. It's fantastic, man. So, um, so yeah, there we go. Fuck the Briscoes and FTR. It's all about Joe <laughs> Janela getting dressed to Marty Cyrus. That's what we all want. Yeah. And calling his cousin a dog killer. Can I also yeah. just say this year started off with me not liking Joey Janela and ended with him being in my top matches. Top matches. <laughs> if that's not if that's not incredible, then what is? If that's not the power of professional wrestling. Then what is? Quite frankly, the power of silly bollocks and professional wrestling. Uh, so yeah, so that's going to wrap it up for us. Um, that's 2022 in the books. Good year for wrestling, I think. All in all, some mad yeah. shit um, across the board. Yeah, um, and yeah, we'll see you all again real soon. For we'll see you at the end of next year when we do this again. Uh, quickly before we go, one ball prediction per person for 2023. Oh shit! Yeah. Fuck. Just top of your head. First, it comes to your head. Go. Okay. Uh... Brought Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to say Vince McMahon reinstates himself as executive chairman. Oh, wait, no, that's already happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to um, say um, Will Ospreay beats Kenny Omega in AEW. Oh, give it to me. Oh, yes, please, daddy. Is that after his face grows back after getting it like caved in? After he he irons the boot marks out of his face from their previous match. Give me Omega uh, and Osprey again any day of the week. Do it, cowards. I I think it'll main event uh, for Vindal myself. Um, Mine is that Nick Wayne will dethrone Darby Allen for the TNT title in his debut in AEW. Um, Fucking, I don't know. Cody Rose, WWE champion, because I love Cody so much. Yeah. Is that is that why you like kind of like that to hide the neck tattoo you've got? Cool. <laughs> cool. Right. That'll wrap things up. Thanks for watching. See you next year. Bye. 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 It's a party in the USA. Yeah, <laughs>